You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. It's lunchtime, which means it's crunch time on SEN. Brought to you by the extraordinary Isuzu MUX. Go your own way with the three-litre Isuzu. For the West Tigers on grand final night. Five origins for Queensland. Four tests for Australia. Scotty Prince. Good afternoon. What are you Gilbert. giggling about? Oh, no, I'm waiting for Taddy to bag me. That's no, all good. I am. And prolific <laughs> tweeter and Instagrammer. He is. Yeah, prolific. Yeah. So make sure you start, start tweeting tonight. today. Yeah, no, okay. I'll be on the tweets today. Oh, yeah. crunch time. Crunch don't, time. Don't forget, at 1170 SEN and at SEN QLD. Now, before we discuss Magic Round, which has been an exciting two days, guys. Tragic news as, as Jace just um, hosted that, uh, that our show previous, which is outstanding work, Jace, I've got to say. And thank you to the great guests and all the, all the listeners that were texting as well. It's a, it's a tragic time, the, the news and passing of Andrew Simons, um, who you both knew. Uh, we all knew, actually. I was fortunate enough to emcee many a function when... Roy was guest speaker. I've got to say, top three guest speakers in 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 the sporting um, arena that we've had the pleasure of meeting and doing a lot of work with. And both you guys have come across him. Both being you know, a guy that's played for North Queensland, lives in North Queensland, Tady, as a North Queensland boy yourself, Prince. I'll, mm. I'll start with you. you. You had a fair bit to do with Roy. Yeah, mate. It's um, you used to see him around and you know have a beer with him. He's a knock around guy, so uh, so laid back, but. The thing about it that we all share is, is a love for, for sport and mm. right across the board. So um, I did see him a couple of times in the early days at the Broncos. He used to come down the train and loved, uh, loved the Broncos. And I think he put his hat in the ring too. He wanted a, wanted a run, I think, um, on one, I think one of the training sessions. I think Shane Webke took a hit up against him just to see how he went <laughs> defensively. But uh, he came off second best. But, yeah, tragic news, mate. And I you know, send my condolences to all the family and, uh, and friends of, of Roy. He's a proud Townsville boy too isn't he still living in Townsville and Tatey you only came across him last week yeah mate well, he was always going to the Cowboys and he was always going having a beer afterwards um, up at the, up at the pub and I only saw him at the last home game so I think like everyone mate you can get a bit get some goosebumps yeah, it's now. Shock, just, it's, shocking. You just I saw him last week and he's not here anymore so it's, it's really hard to comprehend but um, you know just to echo what Princey said thoughts and Prayers are going out to these families. Got two beautiful young kids, and um, you know they're going to be without a dad now, which is really, really sad. So uh, yeah. loved his rugby league. He loved did. it, and I, so much so actually, he, he trialled at the Brisbane Broncos all pre-season, didn't he, guys? Yeah. yeah. I've got a funny story about uh, Roy. So he, he comes down to training at the Broncos, and he's you know they all kid him out in the in the Broncos kit. So we're doing fitness this day, and we're doing um, up ten, back up ten, up twenty, back thirty. So. Uh, going through our fitness for, for the week. Anyway, um, Roy goes, yeah, I'll jump in. So we all line up on the line and, uh, you know, we go through our first up 10, back 20, up 30. Roy blows everyone off the park the first two sets. <laughs> so we're all looking around going, mate, what about these cricketers? Like, he's a beast. How like, fit are they? How fit are they? <laughs> By the fifth one, Carl Webb beat yeah. Roy Hunt. <laughs> Carl and Petro come in and Roy was just 
like just shuffling at the back. And oh. mate, it was so funny. But um, just a knock around bloke. Eh? Yeah, really, really sad, mate. Really sad. You know, the legends of any sport are game changers. That's why we remember them. By they, they change whatever game they play. And Roy was one of the first batters or cricket players that took a one-day approach to test cricket. Yeah. So much so that when he scored his maiden test century, he does it from a six. <laughs> you know, not many... They'll just work it down fine leg and, and raise the bat. But no, not Roy. He had to hit it straight over mid on and, and celebrated like it was the greatest day on earth. So, yeah, he's going to be sorely missed uh, amongst the rugby league fraternity as well because he's a tremendous guy. Right, now let's talk about Magic Round. Tremendous two days. The rain has been horrific. Mm-hmm. The weather has been terrible. But the fans haven't. The fans have been amazing turn up in both days. Um, and we've all called games this weekend. Tati, you're calling tonight with us on NRL Nation. Uh, we're doing the, the West Tigers and the North Queensland Cowboys. And a club that you've played um, a lot of your career with as well, Princey. We're going to talk about those rivalries a little bit later on, about the 2005 Grand Final. But Magic Round so far, I mean, the highlight for me, the magical moment for me is seeing people turn up. Mm-hmm. The streets of the Caxton and all the different jerseys. Outstanding has been... Um, the magical moment is also Brisbane Broncos on Friday night and the performance of Adam Reynolds. Yeah, he must be loving what he's bringing to your old club. Oh, I certainly am. And, uh, you know, that's the Bronx have been looking for a, a halfback, a directive halfback, especially with a kicking game. And I've always said it that Adam Reynolds has the best short kicking game in the competition. And, and this has been the last five to six, seven seasons. But um, he's been a, a, obviously a quality addition to the, to the outfit of the Broncos. And, the way they performed on uh, on Friday night was was I didn't see it coming. It was outstanding, and and what was most impressive was the fact that they held they held Manly to, to zero points, and that yeah. was you know you talk about the attack and the way he controlled it and conducted it with the kicking game. Um, it was a defensive effort that uh, that was a really surprising um, part of that yeah. game for me. Yeah, outstanding, outstanding. What about you, Tony? Any. Any magical moment that stands out for you in the last two days? Well, I think Selwyn Cobbo um, oh. and his performance the other night. And we spoke about it during the week. Yeah. I, I think he's origin ready. I, I, I think I would put you him on You came up with some really good points. As, as one of the great outside backs, tell us why he would be ready for origin. I, I'll tell you why I think he'd be ready. Is when you play in the outside backs in origin, when you play centre or wing, a lot of your carries are coming out of trouble. So 90% of your work that you do on origin night is coming out of trouble into the teeth of the defence. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's impressed me most about Selwyn is how aggressive he is with the ball in hand. And, and though when a tough carry is to be made, he sticks his hand up and he flies into the defensive line. And one of the things I reckon about Selwyn is he makes you tackle him. Look, he runs that hard. Mm. You, you've, when he's running that, you've got to go, oh, I've got to aim up on this bloke because yeah, he'll, he'll bust me if I don't. So for me, mate, not only is he a great finisher, he's got all the speed, but it's just those tough carries and, and that... that that mindset of when we're in trouble or there's there's a carry that needs to be made, he'll stick his hand up. So is that why someone like Hamaso Tabuai Fido probably might be more suited to the centres more so than the wing because he's his carry backs with the ball in hand, he could be dominated. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And and Hamaso hasn't learnt to play and carry tough like that just yet. Yep. I mean, he's still early in his career. But um, the other thing with Selwyn is he's a big body, hmm. so it's really important in those 
first couple of tackles in origin to get your set started off quickly and you know him being a big body and Xavier Coates on the other wing you'd think uh, you know what a great way for the Maroons to kick off their sets of six with big car big tough carries from those guys yeah especially off the back of um, you know starting those sets and you need to win the first three in terms of your attack coming out of your coming out of your end and it certainly helps out the forwards especially origin time mm. you don't there's not a lot of uh, breaks in, in regards to the errors uh, yeah. and you know it's constant all the time so yeah, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with you as well, Teddy. I think he's ready to go. Now, uh, you, walking into Suncorp Stadium this morning, uh, had a couple of rugby league fans that are getting on the sherbets very, very early, weren't they? And we're in, we're in Pixie's Pub, which is on level five of Suncorp Stadium, the Paddington Room, which has been transformed into a, a bar. This is where we're broadcasting from throughout the day. And the Four Pines, uh, Four Pines products have been flowing beautifully uh, throughout the last two days and it, entertaining a lot of the rugby league fans. But... Across the road, uh, we're walking to come into Suncorp Stadium. Guy comes out and says, can I get a photo with you three guys? Yeah, absolutely. He's got a, a Dolphins jersey on, but yeah, tell the story, yeah, Katie. Well, well, he does. And he goes, <laughs> have you seen the back? And we're like, no, mate. He turned around. There's a big six, and up the top of it's got Munster written on it. <laughs> yeah, ex so, exclusive. Was, <laughs> exclusive. He was so pumped, too. He was smiling from ear to ear. Yeah. So good to see. Yeah, some of the other magical moments so far. And if you've got any um, magical moments from this weekend as a listener... Uh, text us on 0457 736 736. Tell us what your magical moment so far is. And just to cover a couple of others, Golden Point, Gold Coast Titans versus the Dragons, went eight or nine minutes into Golden Point. All, almost looked like it was going to be a 16-all draw. And then tremendous finish by Bonda Jermaine Asako. But another magical moment, the return of Jaden Campbell to the NRL. Yeah. Did any of you catch him last night? Yeah, I did, actually. I um, Even just the... You know, when the game was on the line, this is the most impressive thing about him is the fact that he didn't shy away from the challenge. Yeah, good point. It was a, it was a middle uh, yeah. midfield scrum. I think, you know, it was, it was golden point, and he wanted the ball. And that's a great sign for a young kid, especially coming back into the starting team. Uh, put some really good footwork on, uh, you know, the defensive efforts, able to put his man away, and that's where Jermaine scored in the corner. Isn't it funny? I'll tell you what he is good at. It's also uh, my son plays footy and he's always he's only small at the moment he's whinging about being small yeah and the other day i said do you think it worries Jaden campbell do you think it worries aj brimson like how big they are so just to see those guys dominating he'd be he'd be 70 something kilos Jaden campbell he claims to be 81 kilos not a there's no in way in the not world oh no this weekend with the heavy rain and all that it would have been 82. <laughs> <laughs> hey can i what was the heaviest you played at princey uh heaviest would have been Fully kitted out and fully hydrated, obviously yep. drinking, you know, ready to go. Would be 81, maybe 82 tops. Where were you playing then? Uh, were, was it was the Tigers. So Tigers, yeah. Yeah, so I remember uh, the final game, obviously, GF, I weighed in about 79 through that period of, wow. of, of semis, yeah. That's still heavy enough to make a tackle. Why didn't you? <laughs> it wasn't part of my contract. <laughs> what about you, Tony? Heaviest? Oh, about 93, I think. 93, 94. So, but, mate, one of the No, light, not mate. 94 inches the length of your neck. Oh, oh, no. So, he left so 94. Open. Yeah, about 94, okay. which was, mate, was small when you got GI and Hodjo yeah. and that sort of guy standing around, you're tipping around 100 kegs. So, mm. um, yeah, anyway. Um, well, the reason why I asked you that, and we talk about Preston Campbell, and I think he weighs about 77 on a good day. He's, and I've told the story, the listeners on, on SEN would have heard this numerous times throughout Sports Day throughout the week. He, I played his debut with his dad in 1998 against the Tigers at, at Leichhardt Oval. Preston's uh, dad. Sorry, Jaden's dad. Jaden's dad. Jaden's dad, Preston. Come on, just follow the phone. Yeah, 1998. 
the round one at Leichhardt Oval. How old is this bloke? I'm yeah, not... and uh, we weighed in, like we always did, on the Tuesday of the week. And Preston weighed 58 kilos. Oh, wow. And the coach always said, I'm never going to play anyone that's under 62 kilos. So the conditioner then, Tony Green, put him on the scales, made him put a five kilo <laughs> weight down the back of his, his training shorts and weighed him in at 60, 63 kilos. But he was 58 kilos on the wing against wow. the Tigers in 1998. Wow. Size doesn't matter, does it? It certainly doesn't. Yeah. Uh, some of the other magical moments, um, of course, the form of Cody Walker, first half, three tries, oh. assists, outstanding. Only just got away with it, the South New Rabbitohs in the end. Without a doubt, I think my standout, there's two moments, my magical moments that have stood out this week, and it's been off the field. Not in the grandstand. It's actually, um, I suppose, the interviews after games and some of the commentary as well. The first one that I'm going to um, touch on is your mate, Corey Parker. Oh, no. Magical What's moment. Done? What's he done now? Uh, last night's game uh, with the Warriors versus South Sydney. Uh, this was his comment about Reese Walsh. It's just off the back of intent. We saw Montoya come through the middle, just run with nice, hard intent. Got a nice, quick play of the ball, and then Reese Walsh just clicked into gear. Possibly one of the fastest individuals in our competition, over three metres. He over three metres. <laughs> so I'm going to interview you now, uh, Brent Tate, as the quickest man over seven metres. <laughs> over three metres? Was that a stat? <laughs> I didn't know it was a stat. <laughs> Gee whiz. Can you explain your mate, please? Oh, look, I'm sure he just got confused with explosive off the mark. One of the, one of the most explosive <laughs> off the mark. And three metres come out. Look, we've all made mistakes. We're not perfect. Oh, I, I agree with you. Especially talking about TV and me and with commentary. No good. I can't comment. <laughs> hey, Brooksy, our, our super producer, he said, oh, it's great. He said, because, you know, what we could do is, he said, other than interviewing Brent Tate, the quickest over seven metres, we could have an NRL combine where you can have the, actually the entire squad, the 30 squad in your NRL, doing a relay, each doing th three metres to see who's the quickest over three metres. Well, the closest person, I, I believe, Reese Walsh, was last night. Jason ran to the buffet, and that was three metres away, and it was quick. <laughs> it was quick last night. He's got to run for his money, has he? Oh, mate. Reece Walsh. Oh, put him under the pump anyway. <laughs> Oh, okay, another, another one of the magical moments over the weekend was Cam Munster's interview after being defeated by the Penrith Panthers last night. And I'm not quite sure whether Cam was really good at maths at school. Have a listen to this. And PJ's just about to load that in now. But So he's being interviewed by Cam Smith after the game on Channel 9. This is Cam Munster. Yeah, we were poor. Um, didn't really care who we had out. We still had a good enough team to give uh, Panthers a shake and... We can, we can whinge about the, the weather or whinge about the, um, about the slippery ball, but um, we were poor tonight, um, and that's not us, especially getting a good side like Penrith, mate. So we'd have to go back to the drawing board and play a lot better against the Cowboys, otherwise it would be the same result. So, yeah, pretty disappointing the result and my, my performance as well. Well, they, were, they started red hot, didn't they? Got, got away to a 12-0 start, but you clawed your way back. Were you still confident at that stage early in that first half? Yeah, for sure. We kept getting uh, into, that, into that pressure kind of footy that we wanted to play, but we just kept giving them piggybacks and, and getting them, letting them out of their own end. And when you're doing that against Penrith, um, they're going to make you pay. And you can see the possession. They had 60% of the ball and we had 30. So, um, mate, when, when Penrith's got 60% of the ball, um, they're going to put a lot of points on you, and they did tonight. And, mate, we're, we're poor. We look like an under-12 team, mate. So we've got to go back to the drawing board if we want to be like that next week. Well, I think you're staying up in Queensland. Um, enjoy the time up here. Bad luck tonight and back to it next week, eh? 
Yeah, I, I can't wait for next week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cowboys next week. Can't wait for... Let's get back to the mathematics. <laughs> 60% and 30%. So we've had someone who's the quickest over three metres. Yeah. And someone who says that... Where was the other 10%? Where'd that go? Oh, I reckon Bellyache. Well, he's 10% <laughs> in the box. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great work. Great work. Um, you know what I think we should do next year? I think we need to launch Magic Round mm. on Thursday night. Shut off Caxton Street. All the junior clubs around the Brisbane and North, whoever wants to be involved, do a, like a, a march, march pass with their clubs and their, their colours. And then, and we've spoken about this again, myself and, and Woogie and Badge throughout the week, um, <laughs> that each club should have a, should have a, like a, like on the Mardi Gras, like, like a, a, rep- a float. Like a wagon. A float, Like yeah. a float. Yeah, right. And then you've got a, an, an ex-player from the club that's the, the flag, flag bearer. bearer. And you go down Caxton Street, everyone celebrates. And then, and then, like the Olympics, when you light the flame, there's a player that you don't know who it's going to be, and they're dressed up as a magician, and they've got a, wow. they've got a wand. Wait, can someone stop this player, <laughs> honestly? <laughs> Seriously. Is there we're an ad coming up? We've got, talk about, we've got to talk about NRL. You're missing an opportunity. Let's look at the headlines really quickly before we get to a break. Uh, the Sunday Times are saying MILF, and talk about Anthony Milford, spills Q&A with Anthony Milford. He talks about the conversation he had with Joey Johns and he's eligible to play for the Knights against the Broncos next week. Yeah, well, he, he's a wonderful talent, isn't he, Milf? And it's been, I guess, a really difficult time for him. Um, I think him leaving Brisbane is going to be the best thing that ever happened to Milf. I think he needed to get away from here. He needs a fresh start. He needs to be challenged, Milf. Mm. And I think that'll happen, obviously, in Newcastle. Um, and who better to have someone mentor him, um, probably not so much off the field, but definitely on the field, <laughs> Joey, than Joey Johns. So, um, mate, it'll be, I, I think it'll be a really good move for Milf, and um, I, I'd be really surprised if we don't see him at the Dolphins next year, to be honest. I, I, know I think Wayne's without a, a doubt. Yeah, Wayne's yeah. a huge fan, yeah. so um, it'll be good for him. Yeah, Can I think Wayne so. get the best out of him? Oh, I believe so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, in, even just with where Milf is at the moment, you know, he's had a bit of time off, uh, would have watched a lot of footy, I'm hoping, would have learnt, and probably more so when you, when you sit back and watch and you're not playing week in, week out, you, you sort of fall in love with the game again. So he's got a great opportunity there at Newcastle, as we know. Like, I mean, they picked up a win on the weekend, but uh, it, it's a really good challenge for him, and I agree with Tatey. Like, to, to be mentored by Joey is, um, mate, you don't get that experience you know, on, your, on your side all the time. You know what I hope? I hope he just runs the footy. Mm. Like, that's what Milf is good at, and I hope that's the message Joey gives him is just, Milf, run the footy, just yeah. play. He's certainly not a, like a, a directive, like a thinker. He just he's he, he's a you know instinct player. Mm. Gets the footy one on one with the defender, and away he goes. Yeah, uh, Sydney Morning Herald and also the Daily Telegraph all about last night's top of the table clash. Penrith weathered two storms last night: the driving rain and Melbourne to deliver an emphatic case for their title defence. Uh, Magic around top of the table clash in the Daily Telegraph. Flyboys, it says. Penrith cement back-to-back credentials with flogging in the rain of the understrength storm. We're going to talk about that game next. Uh, 32 points to six, which was won by the, the Panthers in the end. Uh, this is NRL Crunch Time with Sats, Tady and Princey. Thanks to Ignite HQ. When a Hilux and Camper on the 15th of May and support your local footy club, visit ignitehq.com.au. Back soon. Yeah, it is crunch time with Sats, Brent Tate and also Scotty Prince as we head into day three of Magic Round. Looks like the weather's going to look after the fans today after two torrential days on Friday and Saturday and three games today, of course, the NRL Nation covering the Cowboys and West Tigers kicking off just after six o'clock tonight, which will be the final game of, of Magic Round. Now, let's talk about 
The game last night, top of the table clash, the Storm versus the Panthers. Let's review that, guys. 32 points to six in favour of Penrith. No Smith, Jerome, sorry, Jerome Hughes, I should say. Yep. No uh, Pappenhausen and also no Remus Smith. How much, how much do you take from that loss last night from Melbourne without those three key players? Are you concerned about it, Princey? Um, yeah, yeah, I would be. Uh, especially, like, it is hard when you lose a, you know, two uh, of your spine in your, in your halfback and also your fullback. Um, but I, I expected a little bit more from Melbourne, you know, considering that um, you know, they still had a formidable team mm. that, that took on Penrith. And take nothing away from Penrith, I thought they were outstanding um, you know, right across the board. I think everyone did their job quite well. But I was, I was more concerned the fact that I, I don't believe... I mean, Cameron Munster spoke about it um, with, with uh, you know, his interview post-game with Cameron Smith about, you know, we, we thought we were in the, in the contest, but I believe they, they weren't. You know, they were, they were shaky at best. Uh, probably had missed a couple of opportunities, but Penrith, I just thought they were really dominant right across the park. How good are Penrith? Look, they just do everything fast. They defend fast. They run fast. And Isaiah Yo, the way he plays at the line and the amount of time he gives his halves out the back and how deep he goes and commits defenders... Like it, it, it's actually pretty to watch. It just it's like shell and peace for them at There's the moment. There's so many bodies in motion. motion. To defend it would be an absolute nightmare, and especially on wet conditions, mm. they're playing they're playing dry footy. Exactly. They're going from one side of the field. They're going coast to coast on at least two times every set of six. Yeah, and that's a, that's a beauty about it. Like they've got a, a, a their blueprint in terms of their attack structure. Like they don't they back themselves. You know, their their confidence and the self belief within each other, and and their ability to move the footy in any weather, mind you, is, is, is first class. What about that try from Kikau last night off the, off the kick when he just leaped up in the air, bent backwards in the air and yeah. put it like it? Knocked over Marion Seve mid-air. Mid and he's a big body and yep. just like it was nothing. Like, what an athlete, eh? Mm. It's freakish. Hey, the 2005 grand final side, the West Tigers, played this really entertaining, up-tempo, you have to chase us. We're not going to get into a grind with you. We're going to go side to side. Mm. We're going to move your forward pack around. It's a little bit like Penrith, the way they play, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. And, and I, I guess the rules around like the ruck, the speed of the ruck, it certainly helps the smaller teams and most skillful teams. And um, the way they're playing, and, and you touched it, uh, you, know, you know, knocked it on the head there, with, with players in motion, the guys aren't walking back to the position, they're jogging back, you know, and they're ready for the next play. So if they go away off an edge, you can see, you know, with Cleary turning someone under, they're coming straight back at you. So uh, from a defensive point of view, you can't tire. Like you're thinking... Geez, they've got that many uh, attacking points. Um, at any stage, you, you, you're going to be under the pump. So you mm. have to be alert at all at all at all times. Yeah, kick out was amazing. After the game, Nathan Cleary said he's he's freaky. Some of the stuff he can do, we see it at training all the time. The biggest thing about kicks is his defence and the way that he's developed that. He's got beautiful skill. Yeah. And this is where we start looking at Dave Fafita. And Dave's only 22. Kick is now, I think, about 26, 27. So the thing that's developed with Kikau, like Nathan Cleary says, he's not relying on his brute force in attack with the ball in hand. He's actually picked up areas where he's trying to dominate through his physicality and defence. Yeah, and, and that's it. I mean, as we all know, like defence wins the wins the big one at the end of the at the end of the day. And um, as far as far as a player is concerned, like the way he, and for such a big man, like not only his ability to pass pre and, and uh, post the, mm. the the you know the line of defence, but even I think last week he put a little 
little slide, little, little death kick in. Oh, mate, um, mate, yeah. Unbelievable. And as I touched on, so defensively, you're thinking, oh, we've got to watch the, the long side. So when they're hitting the near post, you do a 6-4 split defensively. So when you say that, you've got six defenders on one side, yeah. four on the short Four's side. Four on the yep. short side. And you think, you know, if they're going to go to the, to the left, you've got, you know, um, uh, Yo and also, you know, Cleary there with the, the young fullback at the back. So you've got three prongs of uh, attack there. But those four defenders, if it's wide enough, you got Luai and, and Kickout just coming at you, and it's one on one, you know, and that's where defensively you have to be on. Mm. So they just, their attack, they just got it down pat, you know, at the moment, and that's why they're so hard to stop. Yeah. Uh, 26 at half time. I think it would have been a different scenario if those three key players were playing. Who knows whether Melbourne would have mm. won the game, but looking forward to that later on in the year. This is what their coach, Craig Bellamy, had to say about the Melbourne Storm's performance. We got off to an ordinary start, you know, they were 12-0 before we sort of blinked really and didn't get any better from the start, to be quite honest. So um, that second half, we were just under pressure the whole time, you know, they they done a great job, they just strangled us the second half and um, with all due respect, you know, probably if, if there's a positive for us, it was probably our second half. It's probably a game we needed, to be quite honest, after, you know, you know, three, three weeks or three or four weeks where um, we've won really well, so... With all due respect, that was a um, you know good come down for us tonight, and we uh, we got what we deserved tonight, and um, perhaps we haven't been going as good as other people thought. Um, so, like I say, it's you know we'll learn from that. Hopefully, we'll learn from that, and then um, you know we'll we'll be a bit better too. What stood out for me there is maybe we're not going as good as what we think we are because they've been winning by 30, 40, 50, 70 against the Warriors. Mm. Come up against a, a title contender. They can wake you up pretty quickly, can't they, Tatey? I love his honesty, Bellyache. Look, he's not talking stats. He's not talking ball control. He's just saying, look, we weren't good enough tonight. Mm. Look, they were just too good. Yeah. And, and it's hard the last three weeks to get it. Look, Melbourne are always good, but, but you're right. I think they've had all these great wins. Everyone's saying how good they are. He's probably seen things in their game that, that's worried him. But when you're winning by that margin, it, it's really hard to drive that message home to the players. So it, it's a good, good reminder for them. They go up and take on the Cowboys next week, which will be a, which will be a blockbuster. Well, you know yourself, Taddy, when you play against a team, especially when uh, Penrith lost last week as well against the Eels and had at home, too, mind you, I think they won 21 on, on the trot, trot at yeah. home. So you can guarantee that the quality team is always going to bounce back. So, you know, the Storm, Storm team would have been thinking that, thinking, oh, geez, the Penrith Panthers don't normally go back-to-back losses. So it was always going to be, you know, they were going to bring the A game last night. Mm. They certainly did that. Isaiah Yo, outstanding. Mm. Rested him early. Uh, Jerome Luai, rested him as well towards the end of the game. Smart, because Ivan Cleary, second week in a row without Ivan Cleary. Cameron Seraldo took over this week. Um, Andrew Webster last week, their attacking coach. It's actually not a bad scenario, is it, when you just give your coach who's got a knee infection and can't travel, just hearing a different voice. So it's actually not a bad scenario for the Panthers to be in. Yeah, it's a funny one. I'm just trying to think. I don't think I've ever been in a position where the coach hasn't, you know, hasn't been there to be able to take over the team. So, yeah, yeah look, I think a different voice for them um, definitely wouldn't hurt them. Great experience for those younger guys like Seraldo and Webster to be able to take the reins. I'm sure Ivan was uh, on the phone and sending plenty of messages. But, uh, mate, they're just a, such a professional outfit on and off the field, the Panthers. Uh, you know, they, 
they are a team, I think, obviously can go back to back this year more than anyone. Like yeah. They're that good. Yeah, well, it just shows the, the amount of uh, faith they've got in, in one another, you know, from a coaching staff point of view and, and the respect that's shown to the, the assistant coaches mm-hmm. from the players. Like, it doesn't matter. It just proves that it doesn't matter who coaches you. As long as your systems, and systems are in place, and everyone has a job to do and, and knows their role and, and gets the job done. Honest communication. Mate, that's yeah. all it is. Like, at the end of the day, that's, everyone sticks to the process. Yeah. You, you know what? If that had been me at, when the substitute teacher come in at no, primary school, I would have run a mark. I would have too. Yeah. You you would have if you were too. a teacher walking I was like, yes. 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 Yeah. Cheeky would have printed me. Oh, oh, this is my day today, boys. Oh. We're on here. Hey, I've been there. I've been there when a coach, a different voice to a coach. Really? Yeah. 1993, we went down to play the Raiders and we played them at Bruce Stadium, then Bruce Stadium, now GIO. Uh, Wally Lewis was our coach in 93. He'd retired the year before, captain coach. And so 36 nil at half time, and we go into the dressing shed, and we're sitting there waiting for Wally to give us our directions. And, and basically, he doesn't come in the dressing shed, so we say, well, it's up to us. And we're trying to say, listen, let's have a bit of pride, a bit of faith in the second half, in, mm. in your own ability and your performance, and good momentum into next week, whatever. Ended up being 64-6 or Ooh, something. Yeah, that hurts. So we get on the bus, we go back to Canberra Airport, and we're checking in. The lady at Qantas said, oh, did your coach have to leave early? I said, what do you mean? He said he was on like the 410 flight oh. home. He got in a cab at half time, Wally the coach, and got a cab to the airport <laughs> and didn't see the it's second seen half. Enough. It's seen enough. Oh, wow. Yeah. As you said, uh, the storm head to Townsville. Then they got the Bulldogs. Then they travel to Newcastle. And that's leading into Origin 1. And the Panthers, they take on the Roosters. They've got a pretty tough uh, next three weeks at the SCG on Saturday. Uh, yeah, you're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Win a Hilux and Camper on 15th of May and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. After the break, we're going to talk to Broncos back row, Kobe Henry. Yeah, welcome back to Crunch Time live from Suncorp Stadium in Pixies Pub, which is on level five of Suncorp Stadium, and we've got some of the, the footy fans that are starting to come in now for the last day of Magic Round. How are you, everyone? Give us a yell. Thank you very much for, <laughs> for attending day three of Magic Round, which has been a, a tremendous weekend so far. The, the weather, as we said earlier on, is starting to look after the fans as well and the players. 0457 736 736 if you want to join us here on Crunch Time. And the Brisbane Broncos, after a 38 nil drubbing of the Manly Seagulls, on Friday night, uh, they've got a very good young crop of forwards that are coming through this club, and we're happy to have one of those players on the line right now. Their back rower, Kobe Hetherington. Thanks for joining us on Crunch Time, Kobe. Hey, fellas, how are we? Really, really well, really well. You'd be better after that, uh, that big win on Friday night and have the entire weekend off to uh, get, nurse your injuries and enjoy the, enjoy the footy as well. Um, just on that 38-0 victory was... Kevy more happy with the, the zero scoreline as opposed to the 38? Yeah, yeah, he was. Um, you know, we've got a side that can put, uh, you know, put some points on with, with our edges with Stalin Cobbo and Katoni Stagg, Toby Farnworth. But, um, yeah, he's really impressed with, um, with our defence and uh, how good we're getting in our defence and how everyone's just backing each other and uh, working for each other too. It's been outstanding, the defence. And I suppose you would commonly get asked this question, Kobe, around Adam Reynolds coming to the club. But we very rarely yep. hear anyone give us an insight on a day-to-day basis on Adam at training, behind closed doors, and how he educates players through experience. Just give us a bit of an insight about how, how important he is to this playing group and his experience. Oh, mate, he's unreal. He's, um, you know, he's one of those fellas who just gets along with everyone. And 
Um, if, if anyone's ever got a question that they need to ask, uh, you know, he's always happy to help anyone out, and especially with like the young halves coming through as well, like Ezra Mam and all, the, all them. Um, he just gets along with everyone, and um, he's such a professional too. He, um, he does all the little things right, and uh, he's just made a big difference around the club. Kobe, it's Brent Tate here, mate. Uh, congratulations on your form this year. It's been uh, been outstanding. W- would love to know, uh, has it come as a uh, surprise to how well this group's going? Or you guys had a couple of losses in a row, and I'm sure confidence um, was low, but you know, the last few weeks you've been outstanding. It, you know, just internally, I'd love to know the feeling within the group, and is it a surprise that you're going so well? Um, hey, Tate, how are you, mate? Yeah, um, it's... Yeah, we, we 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 lost against some uh, two pretty high quality uh, high quality sides, and um, and it, the, them games were pretty close. It's just the last sort of 20 minutes that let us down. But uh, but now we're really you know we're really working hard for each other, and um, and everyone you know everyone's real close. The, the group's real close this year, and uh, everyone's really bonded well together. That's what you know it, that helps us out on the field. We, we can trust the trust the follow beside you. Yeah, Kobe, Scotty Prince, mate, again, congratulations on your performance uh, on Friday night. Uh, quick one, mate. Uh, I know you've been coming off the bench here. I think you went over 130 metres with your uh, running metres. What's, what's been your sort of approach to each game? Is, is there a simple message from the coach and Kevy about your performance and what he expects from you week in, week out? Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Kevy sort of, he gives me sort of a bit of a, you know, roam around the middle and just tackle everything that comes at me, but um, yeah, he wants me to do a bit of ball playing and you know, link up with Reno, and um, and he really encourages us forwards to you know to work with each other and spread the ball around a bit instead of you know just running one out. So that's been our biggest focus as a forward pack is just you know just work with each other and um, yeah, it help, helps each other out too. Now, Kobe, one of your great attributes is your your father, who I was fortunate enough to play with at the Gold Coast Seagulls, came down from Baralabar as a five eight. Jace Hetherington yep. and end up one of the great hookers and you've spent some time on hooker yourself what I love about your game is your tackle technique Trevor Gilmeister like mm. like your dad yep. cut players in half now growing up on the farm did you have to tackle cattle sheep <laughs> anything <laughs> yeah funny you say that I was talking to a fellow early on in the year um, yeah when I was younger the old boy get me out in the yards and we used to have to tackle calves he used to tell me <laughs> oh, my brother wow. to tackle the calves <laughs> and, um, and, yeah, that's just sort of what I did growing up. It's just you know, I was always a smaller smaller player. So um, I, every time I went away for rep teams, you'd always get these big boys. And um, every time I went high, I'd just get bumped off. So, yeah, just learned <laughs> to tackle low from a young age. That's yeah, outstanding. Yeah, that's my excuse. I didn't have any cattle on my house back home <laughs> in Mount Isa. But, um, <laughs> hey, quick, quick, Coach. Um, so I know I had the privilege and, uh, and honour to, to coach in the under-20s Queensland team. And um, from, that, from that game, you know, when you go from the 20s, uh, I guess, you know, the way that the under-20s play, what's been the biggest difference in what you notice as far as, far as like, 20s to first grade? What's been the biggest difference in, in, in the speed of the game or anything like that? Yeah, it's just... Um just the speed of the game, really, and the you know, the, the, the contact's always going to be a bit bit more as well because everyone's training full-time, doing gym full-time, but uh, it's just the speed of the game I find the biggest step up. You know, once you, once you start to get used to the speed of the game and a bit of match fitness, it makes it a little bit easier, but, yeah, definitely speed. Kobe, I'd love, love to know, mate, your journey into the NRL, it didn't happen as quick as what it did with some of the guys that you played with. I'd love to know... 
what you learn about yourself and all those guys around you playing first grade, and you've had to really graft and tough your way out uh, to find yourself in the NRL. What did you learn about yourself throughout that time? Yeah, I, yeah, I had a, you know, a bit of a longer ride. I worked, I worked uh, four years as a chippy, so um, yeah, so it was pretty tough going to start with. But you know, I'm just lucky enough that I had my my old boy there to, to sort of get me through it because you know he, he's been where I've been before, and he always just told me to stick with it, stick with it, and um, and yeah, and what, you know, those setbacks they they lead to you know good things, and they make me real, you know, they make me tough uh, in mentally. So. I feel like that helped me out a lot, and yeah. Yeah, just a little side note there, Kobe. I know we're neighbours, you're across the uh, the other side of that brook, but can you just have a look at the window to see how that Kedron Brook's going at the moment? I know we've been copping a bit of rainy at Suncorp. Yeah. Is, it still, is it still running, or is it all right to cross now? Yeah, I'm actually sitting out in the van right now having a cuppa, <laughs> and um, yeah, she's, she's still flowing a bit. It's starting to go oh, down mate. now, though. I think the, the, the blue sky's coming out. Beautiful. Kobe, Prince, he's trying to get another 200000 on his house price because he reckons he's got river views now. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, Kobe, uh, before we let you go, I want to get your take on your young winger, 19-year-old Selwyn Cobbo. Even though he scored three on the week on Friday night, the side of, yeah. and you would have only seen the back of him when he takes that intercept from Kieran Foran and runs 95, it must be a great sight. Oh, it's unreal. <laughs> no better feeling when... Um, when you're defending your line and a winger comes up with that play, it's bloody, it's unreal. And now nah, I'm, I'm just happy for Sowen. He's, he's such a humble, humble kid, and um, yeah, he's just, he just he deserves everything that he's doing. He works hard, and um, yeah, I'm so happy for him. Kobe, you're going great so far. Being mentioned around Origin as well as mm. a possible lock forward, someone to come off the bench. I think you are fit for Origin. If it's not this year, it's definitely going to be in years to come. And uh, thanks for joining us on Crunch Time. Thanks, Legends. Appreciate it. Anytime. Yeah, this is Crunch Time with Sats, Tady and also Princey. Back soon to chat Warriors and Rabbits. Also there in the tackle, Jack Mergey doing plenty of work as the Rabbitohs. Quick pass away down the short side. Tane Milne is over in the corner for South Sydney. Wonderful piece of work. Quick play the ball and the Rabbitohs have the first try. Try line trouble here for the New Zealand Warriors. Tavola at first receiver. Cook, Walker, lovely cutout pass to Alex Johnston. And Johnston is in over in the corner for his 143rd try in 176 games. The try scoring machine and the local junior and Johnston has their third. Sweeping pass out to Cody Water who kicks. Oh, put it on a platter beautifully there. And South Sydney has scored a try. I think it's Blake Taft. And South Sydney has got. Did someone call room service? 18 metres out, the Rabbitohs, they smell blood. They want their fifth try. Cook from dummy half, beats the first tackle, reaches out and plants the Steeden over the white stripe. And Damien Cook has scored from a run from dummy half, about 12 out from the try line. Johnson to Arcee. Cut out ball to Montoya, and Montoya's over in the corner. Marcelo Montoya, they went through the hands. Lovely baseball, cutting out Pompey, and Arcee went straight to Montoya. And the New Zealand Warriors have something to smile about at last. Walker, lovely baseball to Johnson. He hasn't got much room. Steps inside Reese Walsh, beats Torhu Harris. Back on the inside, the Elias. Oh, South Sydney are over the try line, but we've got a try saver. 
Lachlan Ilias it is, claiming the try. He scored the try for South Sydney. Now here's oh. Reese Walsh, kicking early. At four on three. He's looking for Montoya, who got it back on the inside to Adam Pompey. Brilliant kick. <laughs> <laughs> and Pompey scores for the New Zealand Warriors. Wonderful play. What an option. Wow. <laughs> Few metres out from the try line, Tavanga rummaging his way through the try line, just Tavanga, the heart and soul of the Warriors, he's over. Pretty Lussick a dummy half, he goes the way of, Reese Walsh at first receiver, Pompey, they're in here, the Warriors, Montoya, Marcelo Montoya scores, and while there's light, there's hope for the Warriors. So challenge unsuccessful in the end, and that is Full time, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs win at 32 points to 30 over a very gallant New Zealand Warriors. Welcome back to Crunch Time with Sats, Tady, and Prince. We're going to have Joe, Brian Fletcher's going to join us in the next hour as well. And uh, the highlights there 32 points to 30, as you heard there. Drury Forbes, the caller for SEN in that match, a new caller with SEN. Really good feedback on his voice. He's got a little bit of Matty Thompson about him. Just, is Fletch alive? Well, we. I Apparently think... he's going to surface very, very okay, soon. I'm, look, okay, I've heard reports, but no one's actually cited him today. So. Yeah, this is Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ, when a Hilux and camper on May 15. Support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Uh, in relation to that match, 30-6 to six at halftime. They scored right on halftime, mm. the Warriors, to go in with a little bit of momentum. Ends up being 32 points to 30. I think the standout for me, guys, I don't know whether you agree, the form of, or the return form of Cody Walker. Yeah, well, uh, he's copped a lot of criticism since uh, Adam Reynolds had left. And, um, you know, just with his performance right across the board, but he responded so well last night. And, uh, and you talk about the first half, everything he touched turned to gold. I think he laid on three tries, uh, two line break assists, and uh, put a little kick in for a try as well. So he, he was outstanding in that first half. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know, like, what happened at half time, but Nathan Brown must have must have sprayed his worries because they come out and it was almost like they swapped jerseys. Yeah. It's interesting you say that. Nathan Brown's halftime message from more reports from, from the, the sideline, the sideline I was that the middles worked hard, but we're getting stripped on the edges. Now, I, I saw Junior Totola absolutely destroy the middles of, yeah. of the Warriors. That's concerning a comment of that nature. They've gone backwards, the Warriors. Yeah, I've got have. some real concern. Look, I know they've won a couple of games over the last few weeks, but you know, for me, they've just gone backwards. They've, they're gone. I'm, yep. I'm not sure where they go from here, the Warriors. But he's got a huge job ahead of him, Nathan Brown, and they go back to New Zealand, which will help. But like, there's got to be some concerns there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you look at it, it's like a tale of two halves. There's a prime example of it. So in the first half, they look like they didn't want to be here. Um, and they're out on their feet. And mm. they talk about the middle third. Mate, the Souths were making, on average, after a kickoff, 65 metres, putting them into attacking, you know, yep. a kicking zone. And, and, and all of a sudden, they turn it out in the second half. That's the first hour of crunch time. In the next hour, as I said, we're going to have Brian Fletcher. We'll talk about the upcoming games throughout this weekend. And Rooster Muzz says if there was a... Uh, if Woogie had to chase for a 40 chicken nuggets, he'd be the quickest over three metres... Join us for the next hour in crunch time. Thanks for joining us in the first hour. Plenty to talk about. Yeah, second hour of NRL crunch time. Thanks to Ignite HQ with the Hilux. And if you want to win Hilux in a camper on May 15, support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au to get amongst it. Welcome back to the listeners who are listening to us on 1170 SEN and streaming live on the SEN app and the SEN podcast as well. Download the SEN app if you 
Your friends don't have it yet. And listen to Crunch Time anytime, anywhere. Remember, you can join the conversation throughout today's show. Thank you for, for joining us with your text messages on 0457 736 736. Or call us, 1300 011170. Or Twitter and Instagram uh, at, at 1170SEN. You can DM us if you like. Our next guest, plenty of DMs, comes to him each and every day. Uh, our text of the day will win a Signet Power Boost Bank valued at $59.95. A Signet Power Boost Bank will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24 7. Scott Saller, Brent Tate, Scotty Prince was here in the first hour, and he's still here alongside us as well. And joining us for this hour, Brian Fletcher, who has had an absolutely outstanding weekend. I'm led to believe, Brian. Oh, g'day, boys. <laughs> How are you? It's been terrific. It's been terrific. Terrific. The voice has gone a little bit, but uh, Friday night we kicked off, had a great night out at uh, some pub in the city, and then yesterday was the port office. So mm, you took over the port office hotel, both you and Hindy? Did everything. Yep. Tapped the kegs, uh, unblocked the uh, toilets. We had a bit of an issue there. Yeah, <laughs> oh, the, uh, the, the, the Rogan Josh was a little bit too strong. So. <laughs> but we did, we did, we did everything in, in a pub, yep. and um, it was such a good day. So we had about 300... Uh, by the time we got there at 8 o'clock for kickoff, mm-hmm. there was people lining up already. And at the peak, at about midday, there was, uh, I would say, three or 400 people just in one I bar. saw the cross, the first cross that Braith did, you, did <laughs> to you. I think it was about 2.30. Yeah. It was an absolute debacle. It was, it was a, a debacle. debacle. There are lunatics everywhere. There's guys dressed in dresses. Yeah, it was. We had a few bucks days, and they morphed into each other. They didn't know each other. So there was these two dudes, both in dresses. And I said, are you all together? And he goes, no, 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 we've just said... By the end of the day, there was, instead of having 30 lunatics, there were 60 lunatics um, hanging out. But it was a terrific day. Yep, yep. So was there anything planned for the day? It was just, let's just let it unfold. Yes, so we had trivia. Yep. We had a punting day. Yep. By the way... Actually, you had a win. A, a win. We went... So what happened was we went around the room and said, right, who wants to, to kick in? Everyone kicked in 10 bucks each. And it was first race. I got a tip for duel in Flemington. Yep. And I said, what do you want to do? We had, this, we had a giant megaphone. And we, we, that was our community announcements. And I said, right, guys, what should we do? 800 on duel. Saluted at $2.15. So then the pressure was off me. Corey Oates' brother. Do you know Corey Oates' brother, Princey? Yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah? Yep. He was on fire. He tipped the next two winners. So we ended up about nine and a half grand in front. Oh, wow. And every time the race, won, uh, the race was on, you can imagine what the crowd oh, was like. Oh, they would have been erupting. It was just mayhem. <laughs> anyway, we, like great we gave a little bit back, um, but we've got about six and a half grand that we're going to donate to uh, all, all the rugby league clubs that are affected by the floods. Oh, nice. beautiful. So we're going to share that round uh, up at Lismore Way. So if anyone who was at yesterday at the port office and was wondering what, what, what your $10 did, well, yep. there, there you go. It's going to go to some good causes. Did yesterday turn out a little bit like that line from the Hoodoo Guru song? Like, someone called the cops on us, didn't have the heart to bust the kinky scene they found? Uh, well, it, there was no security. Yep. There was no... <laughs> That's scary. There was no RSA. <laughs> at one stage, a police officer came in and... It was just turned a blind eye. And I was there just talking and pouring, free pouring, and just handed it to, to a patron. But um, there wasn't one bit of trouble. Everyone was in a good mood. Uh, I've fallen in love with Queenslanders, <laughs> I, I'm going to say. 
Well, actually, I did fall in love with the Queensland. I think his name was Bruce. And, uh, <laughs> with the dress on, was it? <laughs> Bruce was, uh, he, he was a favourite. So he was, there, he was my favourite. He was there from 8 o'clock till Stumps last night. Nice. Oh, uh, yes. So who was, your, who was your man of the match then? You're talking about yesterday. Oh, like, was very good. He was? Yeah. He was best on ground? Yeah. Heine What's he like, Hindy? If you sit down and have a, again, drink responsibly, but if you sit down and have a beer with Hindy, is yeah. he, can he go for a long period? And not ch- like Gordy's, yeah. Gordy's like Gordy can just and G- G- um, Nathan, yeah, he, he goes good. <laughs> yeah. he, he goes good, but he, he he gets a bit vague. You know, he's not he's not. Um, well, he's vague at the best. That's, of times. that's exactly Tati. Mm. And then he gets a little bit more vague. And he, he, what he likes to do is just cr- like get into weird little gangs. So there was, there was these old blokes, uh, I think from Charters Towers, and they they'd come down for the weekend. And Hindy was entrenched in that. Yeah, he's a country boy. Yep. Mm. He likes the he likes the elder gentleman. Yeah, speaking oh. of good drinkers, you know who could drink for days? Jonathan Thurston. Really? One of the best I've ever seen. Wow, that surprises me. Mate, goes for days. Little skinny thing. Mate, unbelievable. Where does it go? I don't know. What what what's his, what does he go? Because you know, you, you get the guys who get a little bit antsy and a bit pushy and they want to tackle you. You get the guys who play practical jokes and you just get the mutes that just sit there and go, where does he what category? He's fun. Does, is he? Just yeah. fun, just good fun. I remember we went to Mad Monday one day and we rocked up and he got both his ears pierced. Big <laughs> <laughs> like parts of the Caribbean is the funniest thing I ever saw. You know, that were, were the sails off the uh, off that ship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Jamie Goddard and Craig Gow are probably two of the worst to have an afternoon with. Just you don't know where you're going to end up, whether it's jail, yeah, hospital. You just don't know. Now, I'm going to take you back. Were you at the Roosters one mad Monday? You might have been at the Charon Cross, yeah. old Eddie O'Grady, yep. one of the great publicans. Yeah, Croc. Who was, the pl- was he the player that directed Michael traffic? Crocker. Yeah. So we were sitting, <laughs> for some reason we found a, and it was a toy, it wasn't a real one, it was a police high-vis vest. Yep. And if anyone <laughs> knows the pub uh, up at Charon Cross, it's one of the worst intersections in Sydney. It's like one of those five-way yep. goes. Mm. It was a Monday at 3.30. There is three or four schools in the area, basically next to each other. So you can imagine the track. Croc went out the back, <laughs> got a pink fluorescent washing up glove with said uh, uh, police bodgy little vest and stood in this middle of this intersection. There's five going. And was just, the lights were working. So people were driving, picking up the kids, and then see Croc just going with his big pink <laughs> washing up glove. <laughs> it caused chaos. So the, the, he actually was do, he's doing really well for, for a while, doing all that, you know, arm up, blowing the whistle. I mean, he didn't have a whistle, but he was, people thought he was a police officer. And he did that for about five minutes, and then carnage ensued, and we just went back in. But Mad Mondays were, were fun in the old days. So really. yesterday would have been a little bit like a Mad Monday slash trip away. Oh, it, was, it was nothing like I'd ever experienced, not for a long time. Really? You could, you could Is have it done- because you're a little bit older now, Brian? No, 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 no. no. You just, we couldn't have done this in Sydney. It was like Magic Round. No rules. Okay, that's like, great. As I mentioned, when the, when the police officers came in, they just looked around. It, it, blokes were falling over. It was just... <laughs> we had, we had um, the owner, the owner um, Big Gorko, who's a champion. We finished the night by... And it was just about 9pm, and the crowd had dispersed. And someone said, where's Nico? And I looked up, and he was in a wrestling outfit, you know, the, the Greco-Roman wrestling yeah, ones, yeah. The, you know, the Olympic <laughs> one, with an umbrella on his head, those umbrella hats, mm-hmm. that, and he was up on this table, and he was dancing to Beyonce, uh, you know... Uh, Every single lady, yeah. Okay, yeah. But he was doing... He's a 
He's got water skin than me, and he's got red hair too. So let's just paint the oh, picture. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. He's not Good the fittest. Fella, he's not the fittest player getting around. No, he's, no, he's, on he's, he's, um, he's actually what it was a good rugby union player. Yeah, yeah. solid. And, and he's a terrific publican. He's an old school publican. Yeah. Mm. great fella. And uh, very, very. Um, what's the word? Charismatic. Mm. Yeah. So mm. it was perfect job for for a publican. So, so this morning, where's your mate Heidi? Did he did he rise early or? Yep. We. <laughs> Did, we, you nearly uh, just, did you nearly vomit then? <laughs> on air? Oh, vomit. <laughs> I didn't vomit, listeners. I was having some water with a little bit of vodka in it. That's it. <laughs> no, you can't, you can't drink on air. That's against the codes. Yes, it is. Damn codes. Um, Hindy. Yeah, so we got up this morning. Staying at a nice hotel. Yep. At the W. Yeah, fancy, beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, fancy, oh. fancy hotel. A bit weird in the rooms, though. Mm. Yeah, like Very eclectic. Yeah, your bird, your, it's a bird cage mm. where you hang your clothes up yeah not that i've got any clothes to hang up but <laughs> if i did and we went to this fantastic spa so there's a there's an infinity not infinity pool there's a magnesium pool mm-hmm. which relaxes your muscles then you get into this other pool which rejuvenates you yep and i don't know whether it's a placebo effect but mm. it worked a treat nice yeah it was like all the sort of minerals in the anyway that and i were having one of those had a spa together as we do <laughs> we do a lot of things together and now he's gone back to bed Mm. He oh. ordered a club sandwich. <laughs> yeah, he probably, he probably spent more time in the magnesium pools. That's what it does to you. It makes you fall asleep. Oh, it was, but then they're next to each other. So oh. obviously you, you guys are quite wealthy. <laughs> Have you got them in your houses? No. No, no I don't. No. I've just got the old chlorine pool. You know, when you get out and you stink for oh, two days. How does it go up there in the heat in Townsville? Does your pool... Like just heat up, or yeah, it's honestly like swimming in a hot bath. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah, not. It's not, it's not nice. No. It's not nice. So, what is the point of having a pool? Why don't you just like go under a shower? I've never really thought about it. It's, there's probably no point. Dean Young, the assistant coach, now up there with Toddy Payton and the yep. Cowboys. Apparently, he's famous because he doesn't let any kids do bomb dives in his pool yeah, because the, the, the water evaporates water. so quickly up there. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't let any of the kids do bomb dives in the pool because oh. he has to fill the water up, yeah. higher water bills. Tight ass. That, Tight that's ass. true. Yeah. I've Is actually he? been around to youngies and he's yelling out to the kids, stop stop bombing in the pool, you kids. I'm like, mate, just... Did you give him fun? advice? Because you are one of the greatest. Oh, mate. I, w- I went to... over there about a month ago visiting Tatey. He had the neighbour's hose in his pool. That's how good he is. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Really. No, it's not true. Unbelievable. I've heard Luke Prittis. Will you play? I, this is what I heard. But you, you uh, kibosh this rumour. <laughs> I heard that he turns the fridge off at night. No. When he, he went away on holidays. That's fair enough. Well, yeah. I've actually got one better. What? I went to Prince's house one night and he, had, he froze salad to have it the next day, like frozen lettuce leaves. <laughs> is that true? No. It is <laughs> true. I believe him. That is true. It was in a, like an old ice cream container. I thought, like, what's this? Like, frozen salad? I'm like, yeah. what? Uh, no, I'm Princey. I don't think that was salad leaves. What are your moves today? What's your two of your responsibilities today other than being here, Brian? Uh, we've got to do a Chemist Warehouse chat. Yep. Um, if anyone works at Chemist Warehouse, terrific place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're on air tonight. We've got Maddie's. Oh, of course. Maddie's show. Are you doing that from here? Yeah. Obviously, yeah. In the, uh, what do they call it? The Piazza. Yep. I don't know what it's called, the Piazza. Piazza, mm. yeah. N- near the, uh, all the legends of the Broncos. Hey, are you a little bit envious that as a player you didn't get to play in something like a Magic Round? I was lucky enough to play in England on a Magic Round. Oh, they where, have it over there, Yeah, where it kicked That's where it's it kicked off. Is it round one, off. isn't it? Is it round one nah, Magic Round? Nah, nah. It might be now, but when we played, it was, it was terrific. 
Yeah. But this was, yeah, this would be brilliant. But mm. the players now, they've all got to leave, don't they? Yeah, yeah they, they don't, don't hang enjoy around. it. No. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's much better being a fan. Yep. Yeah. Hey, do you catch up with your mate, uh, Luke Waterhouse, anymore? Yeah. Luke Rickardson? Yeah, Rico's flying. Uh, we had our reunion a couple of weeks ago. Oh, he did too, yeah. yeah. We had some great stories from there. Really? Adrian Morley, best on ground. Best on ground. Easily. Can Easily. you tell the boys and the listeners who haven't heard the stories, he arrived... Good Friday yep. at 9pm. He left Easter Monday at 6pm. So 72 hours of just... Didn't sleep. Didn't sleep because he was jet-lagged. Jet oh. So occasionally, because obviously the time difference... What he, a legend. He'd be asleep at 2 o'clock... At the pub, and we're all on Aussie time, obviously, and then he'd have a quick power nap and up he'd, get it, up he'd go. He was, he was brilliant. I don't know if you see the footage of him walking around the... I was calling him... Uh, I won't say it. But uh, his face was melting <laughs> as he was walking around the face because you know, the sun was on him and he just looked oh. horrendous. Best tourist. End of season trip, best tourist. First person that comes to mind. Oh, Tady, without a doubt. You know you give him the money because he won't spend it. You'll have, you'll have change left over so it's like for the a last bank. night. It's, it's like a bank. bank for the week. You bank for the week. Yep. Just look after the kitty, eh? Yeah, yep. just look after the kitty. Well, that's good. You need people like you that. Do. Yeah, we all play our roles. Otherwise, we yeah. get it. Oh, you spend mm. it on the first Frivolous. Night. Gone. And Gone. then we all blame you. And everybody goes, oh, we had a good time. Mm. No. In Best tourist. Tony Thurston. Really? Yeah, mate. That really surprises me. I'm telling you now, days. Can go for days. It's incredible. Really Amazing. <laughs> we, we went away to Cairns one year. Gold Coast Charles went away to Cairns. And, and when we were on the plane, everyone had to put their name in and you had to pick out the name of your roommate for yeah. the week. And the, the one guy you don't want was Jamie Goddard. Yeah. And go for days. Me, the guy that didn't drink a lot when, when we played because I never used to recover too well from it. So I picked Jamie Goddard. And three days in, went and got my own room. On my own bill, <laughs> under, a, under a pseudonym as well, that no one else could find me. <laughs> and I found him one, one day climbing on the side of the building, trying to find, look in different rooms to see which room I was in. Oh, no. oh, just crazy, man. Uh, oh, my, mine's your, your man, Gowie. Oh. He, oh, you would have toured with him, yeah, did you? Yeah, he was fun, Gowie. He was fun. But on the local scene, I would say best tourist, uh, Mini. Yeah. Anthony yeah, Minicello. Mini, yeah. They reckon Lockie's a good tourist. Well, yes. Lockie could go. Yeah, he, Lockie. he turns Darryl. into Daryl. Yeah, Daryl Darryl comes out. He's got an alter ego. Yeah. 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 When Daryl comes out, it's strap yourselves in. It's I, the I reckon Channel yeah. 9 need to have two contracts mm. for Lockie. <laughs> Darren, up until 9pm, and then Daryl should come out in the post game. I tell you, it's a ratings winner. Channel 9, if you're out there, I mean, I work for a rival network, but if I was you, Mr. Boss of 9... You want two contracts, Daryl Lockyer after nine o'clock. Uh, great suggestions there by Brian Fletcher. Remember, you can join the conversation anytime throughout the today's show. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six, or call us on one three hundred zero one eleven seventy. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks to Ignite HQ when a Hilux and Camper on May fifteen. All you got to do is support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. See you soon. Welcome back to Crunch Time, and we've got the games about to kick off, actually, in about 30 minutes. 150, Cronulla versus Canberra. Any Cronulla fans in the room here at Pixie's Pub? Oh, we've got one. one. We've got one. <laughs> That's it. They, don't, they very rarely leave the Shire. Uh, four o'clock, we've got Parramatta versus the Roosters. Any Parra fans? Yeah, there's yeah. a couple. Yeah. There. Any Roosters fans? There'll be no Roosters fans. Yeah, oh, oh, he's one. allowed okay. us too. Good. 6.25, NRL Nation covering this game. Mark Braybrook, myself, and Brent Tate. West Tigers versus... The North Queensland Cowboys. Now, I'm thinking there'll be some Tigers fans in Pixie's Pub. There's one, Scott Prince. <laughs> Any North Queensland fans? 
Oh, yeah. There, there we go. go. Oh, heavily travel, populated. They heavily travel populated. the Cowboys. Now we've got Jace Matthews, also known Fletch as Woogie. Woogie, he's out there. First time I met Woogie. Is that first time face to face? Okay. So uh, Woogie, of course, who was on Sports Day with Badge and I throughout the week, he's out amongst the crowd. And Woogie, you've got a question from yeah. one of the. the I've got guests. Paul from Brisbane here, who's a Dragon supporter. Unfortunately, that lost yesterday. Paul, you got a uh, a, a good question for uh, Fletch. Brian, of course, you had such an illustrious career, really reached some great heights uh, in your time at the Roosters. Back into your career, though, at South Sydney, how do you look back on those uh, those times now? Is that a backhanded compliment there? <laughs> yeah, I think it was. <laughs> yeah, Passive-aggressive. No, it was good. Well, obviously, I'd played for South as a kid. Um, it was, well, it just got back in the competition in 2000, but my greatest claim to fame is we beat the Roosters uh, for the first time in... 11 years when we were at when I was at South Sydney and walked off the the um, ground after full time. Went to my old teammates, said didn't rub it in. Then went to coach <laughs> Ricky Stewart, who wouldn't shake my hand, <laughs> and, and was quite upset. I think he got sacked the next week. Doesn't, but, doesn't um, sound like Ricky. Yeah, holds a grudge well, doesn't he? No, he's Rick. the best. He's the best. Holds a grudge. Jace in the crowd. You got another another yeah, guest there. I've got a rooster supporter here. Wow, uh, Brett from Brizzy. Uh, you got a question for Fletch? Yeah, I'm mad Roosters man. I just want to know if Fletch has ever, you know, the Zombero, does it exist, the brown paper bag? Is that true or...? Sorry, mate, I'm not, I'm not familiar with any of those terms. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, no, I, I, I don't know. Mm. I, I'm not too sure. No, I, well, look, we're the only club, it's uh, not the only club, but many, many clubs have been pinched for uh, cheating the salary cap. Parramatta, who cheated the salary cap and ran last, so... How bad are they going? Mm, true. <laughs> Jace? Yeah, I've got Greg from Cronulla here, mate. You got a question? Yeah, just um, curious why you didn't bring Joel Kane up with you. Why? Uh, Sugar wasn't allowed to come up here, is he? Remember that incident? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, about three or four years ago. Oh, yes. You can't piss in pot plants uh, in, uh, in Queen Street yep. Hall. It's been outlawed for mm. a long time. Hey, actually, I'm going to ask... You can in the Shire, though. Yeah, in the Shire. That's why he's allowed to stay in the actually, Shire. I... I'm going to ask PJ, our panellist, I'm going to get you get him to play the audio from Corey Parker, his commentary yesterday during the Warriors um, and the South Sydney game. I just yes. want you to listen to this and I want you to comment, Fletch. Okay. And it's... Okay, so uh, <laughs> Corey Parker on the uh, covering... He's the, very good, Corey. The Fox Sports. Very, very good. I like his covering. commentary. Can I ask you why all your Fox Sports, or not all of them, a lot of them, they yell at each other. There's a lot of yelling at the screen. Mm. There's PK, there's hoops, there's... Um, Mick gets a little bit Mick angry. Mick Ennis. Yeah. They, uh, I don't know, there's some, there might be something in the water in at Fox Sports, but I'll tell you one thing that I can't cop, and I hope you don't do it as uh, commentators, but you probably do. The phrase, eyes up footy. Don't like it. I don't, don't like, like it. it. And the middle third. Why don't you just say the middle of the field? Um, yeah. Why does it have to be the middle third? I'm, I'm not guilty of the eyes up. I've, I'm not a nice. I don't up. like it. No, eyes up. no, 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 no. Yeah. I don't like it. Well, I don't like the middle third. I mean, it's just, it's just me as, as a avid fan listening. What does it actually mean, eyes up footy? Shouldn't you be having your eyes up anyway? Yeah, yeah sometimes you're not you look feet, down. Are you, really? yeah, you're yeah. Looking, you might be down looking downstairs. Now we've got Jason in the crowd again with <laughs> one of the other guests. Yeah, I've got Mario here. He's a Broncos supporter wearing a, a kind of like a Broncos Hawaiian shirt, boys. Oh, looks like he's vomited on himself. Oh. <laughs> Can you see? Hey, he's oh, only oh, about. Woogie or, the, or, oh. or Mario? <laughs> <laughs> Mario, what's your question? Yeah, I'm just wondering, Fletch, of all the uh, great shoulder charges you've seen in your career, 
do any of them match Andrew Simons just out of a bit of respect today? Mm. Did any of them match that great takedown he did there at the cricket? Yeah, I was watching... Um, yeah, rest in peace too. Condolences to the family. It was tragic to wake up um, this morning. And Fox was showing uh, cricket legends and they were talking about mm. that. I didn't know that in 2002 he was considering giving up foot um, cricket and yeah. going to trial for the Broncos. Well, he went and yeah. trained with the Broncos and Toadie told a story about... Tell the story quickly for listeners who have only tuned in late about the, uh, the drill you were doing. Yeah, so quickly, we were doing a fitness drill and Roy rocked up. You had to go out 10, 20, 30 metres and we did that five times. So we get to train and Roy's kitted out in all the Broncos kit. We start the session, we do the first sort of block and Roy blows everyone off the park and we're all just sitting here going, holy, like, this bloke is fit. What about the cricketers? We get to the fourth and fifth set and big Carl Webb beats Roy home. <laughs> He just had no idea. Blew himself out the first couple, but just a legend, bloke. Oh, yeah, we, really sad news. Remember in, in 2008, 2009, when MG for the flood victims? Yeah, we had it. We had he a, played. That's right. Paramount Stadium. So we had a um, Queensland or a Queensland versus New South Wales, a Paramount Stadium, and Roy was playing. Mm. And I remember, and I didn't know how serious we were taking it. So I got a hit up and just went, no, oh, no. And lady got under my. I thought he's a cricketer. He's not going to be able to tackle. So I ran at him, and he got under my ribs and just went, oos, and landed on me and went and said some unsavoury words. So I think, like, he was just frothing. He, he loved he, it. He's just a proud, proud Queenslander. He loved footy. Goes to all the Cowboys home games. Just loved being around he footy. Yeah. He's great. Yeah, after the break, we're going to talk a few more of the games that are coming up this afternoon. Some uh, pretty good clashes, most notably the Parramatta versus Roosters one. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Thanks, Ignite HQ. Winner Highlocks and Camper on May 15. Support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. It's Fletch, Sats, Tatey and Scotty Prince. Follow Crunch Time on Dabble. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. It's time now for a Dabble update. Joining me now is Josh. You enjoying Magic Round, Josh? Oh, it has to be one of the greatest rounds that's existed. Even as a Melbourneian, I can tell you, I absolutely love having all the footy in one place. Yeah, it's fantastic. As we talk to you from Suncorp Stadium, three games today at Suncorp to finish off Magic Round. Run us through our crunch time multi. That's right. So you've got the Cronulla Sharks to win by over 12. You've got Parramatta Eels to win head-to-head. And you've got uh, the Cowboys as well uh, getting the chocolates against the Tigers. What's your favourite leg there? Mate, I, I'm, I'm with you on the Eels. I'm loving the... I think the Eels asserts today over the Roosters. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've been playing pretty well. Uh, obviously, the Cowboys in good form. I don't think anyone saw that at the start of the season, did they? No, certainly not Scott Sattler. I think he had them last uh, in the Premiership this year. Hey, listen, Josh, for those who don't know about Dabble, can you tell us about it, please? Yeah, that's right. So Dabble is social media meeting betting. So instead of uh, following what's going on in the Amber Heard case at the moment, what you're looking at is your favourite tipsters, your mates, topping in their bets and their multis with just one click as well. So you don't actually have to know anything about sport. You can just click, click one button. Mate, this sounds fantastic. Just quickly repeat that multi for today. That's right. So you got the Sharks 5 12 for the Eels, North Queensland Cowboys. Uh, all you have to do is download that app. You can follow the Crunch Time NRL team and go on, have a dabble, dabble socially and gamble responsibly. Thanks, Joss. Uh, thanks for your time. We'll chat to you next week. Sounds good. Can't wait. Enjoying Crunch Time banter? Check out Dabble banter channels and copy Crunch Time bets. Go on, have a dabble. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858.
Yeah, gearing up for the Sharks versus the Raiders. Thanks to Dometic, make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack and go. And both teams running onto Suncorp Stadium now for the first game of Magic Round. And the weather, outstanding at the moment. A lot of white clouds, better than the last two days, grey clouds. I'm going to solicit for some questions very, very soon from our, our guests and the listeners here at Magic Round, day three here in Pixie's Pub, level five of Suncorp Stadium. This is crunch time with Sats. Fletch, Tatey, and also Scotty Prince. Uh, so make sure you get some questions right for anyone that's up here on the table. Now, before we start talking about this game that's about to kick off, Fletch, I, I mentioned earlier on, Corey Parker and Fox Sports' mm. coverage of New Zealand versus South Sydney had something to say about how quick Reese Walsh is. Have a listen to this. It's just off the back of my tent. We saw Montoya come through the middle, just run with nice, hard intent, got a nice, quick play of the ball, and then Reese Walsh just clicked into gear. Possibly one of the fastest individuals in our competition, over three metres. He... <laughs> <laughs> three three yeah, metres. Tatey's been trying to stick up for him because you know, they've gone through a lot together, Tatey yeah. and, and Corey. So three metres. What, what do you make of the quickest yeah, player I mean, over three metres? I know they've got stats for everything now, yeah. but they're taking that's ridiculous. <laughs> I reckon I'd give him a nudge over three metres. Yeah, big long stride. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm just wondering who would be the fastest over a metre. Yep. So that's, the, that's a question we all need. We've got a text message, 0457 736 736. Jacko from Lismore. He says, I play with a guy at the Lismore Morris Brothers. Nickname was Moth. He was outstanding over two and a half metres. Two and a half metres. Well, there yep. you go. So uh, all the stats guys out there. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that comes in to, like, the teams or the, the players' stats. You know, how many yeah. runs, how many tackles. How fast are you over six and a half inches? Six and a half inches. Oh, I'm just saying. Oh, the oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh, that was a text from one of yeah, our yeah. Uh, English because they, they they're in the imperial system. Oh, okay. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah. That was sorry. I, I, I meant to I meant to put that in there. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I can smell the food at the moment. That's, uh, oh, that's at the good. buffet next door. So a big rack of lamb and some ham there. Mm. Uh, everyone that's attending starting a lineup, seeing old Balmain jersey, old Balmain Tigers jersey over there. Yeah, there's a, a couple beauty. getting around. Yeah. Um, we just can we just this is off the kickoff. The Sharks put. Off the kickoff, did a short kick and regathered it. Old, that was old, off the kickoff. The old dummy kick long, short little grubber. Well, that's the Walker Brothers, isn't mm, it? It is. At Ipswich Jets. So they really revolutionised and now everyone's following. How can that happen in this day and age when you're a first grade footballer? That you, what, you allow that to happen? You allow that to happen. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I, yeah. think, I think the Sharks win comfortably here. Okay, so they're only a minute and a half into the first half. It's Nil All and Cronulla, Dale Finucan playing the ball 25 metres out from the Canberra line. They're on the attack. Just on this game, Zach Wolford, son of Simon Wolford, a.k.a. the germ, mm. Simon mm. Wolford. Uh, he becomes Raider 383, being called into the squad. He's starting at hooker. Good Zach player. Wolford, good little good player. player. He's been around for a while. I think he was up in Newcastle as well. If your dad's nickname's the germ, what's okay. your name? Mm. What's this son of a germ? The what, what's parasite? Than a, the yeah, parasite. parasite. Smaller than parasite. a germ. Parasite. Mi yeah. Might about micronism. <laughs> Very hard to get out, doesn't though. Doesn't fit, does it? Yeah, yeah. Quick outball, micronism. No, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. <laughs> no. Hey, what do you make it? Uh, Nico Hines going great at halfback. They've moved him to fullback with the suspension of Will Kennedy. Oh, look, I, I don't think it takes away from anything. Mm in the Cronulla attack. He's been outstanding, hasn't he? I had real question marks over him going in the halves, but, man, he's been a revelation this year. And, and now going back to fullback, I think, if anything, just frees him up to play his natural game a little more. Princey, just on that, because the last two years he's been, or three years down in Melbourne, he's played a little bit, you know, he was off the bench and he was fullback. How hard is it to be become a number seven and steer around a first-grade team? Because he's basically done it in nine weeks. Mm. 
Yeah, I just think with these, um, you know, playing alongside and, and being coached by some of the great uh, coaches that he's had, I mean, he, he's sort of ready for that challenge anyway. Yeah. So in terms of him playing fullback for Storm last year, his period through that, um, I think it was like 10 weeks, he was like on fire and he would have gained a lot of confidence out of that. He really steps up into the front line anyway as a fullback. So, you know, pretty much playing a halfback's role uh, at that point. But it is big shoes to fill and he's taken to it like a duck on water, like in terms of owning the attack. And I know he plays a big, from all reports, he plays a big uh, part in, in terms of running their attack at training and so forth. So, mate, he's taken ownership and he's doing a fantastic job. So, uh, you, need, you need, because I played in teams where some people didn't show the halfback the respect that they deserve. When you're the halfback, you've mm. got to get everyone on board, don't you? Like, you have to... Forwards can be particularly hard when they, if they see something and they want an early ball, and you, you've got to make that decision. So the onus is always on the seven. Yeah, but it's, it's really about the coaching as well. So your halfback obviously has a role to play, and that's directed the team around. But when your back rolls, your front rolls aren't going forward, back rolls aren't running the correct lines, it makes your job as a halfback so much mm. harder. So... In terms of getting the job done and directing the team, worrying about the kicking game where, where you want to put the opposition uh, as far as the, the, you know, the fifth and last option, it's really important that the guys outside him know their role and, doing it, and are doing it correctly. Yeah, so Neil Law at the moment, four and a half minutes into the first half. Cronulla again, the kick of Trindle going into the half of the Canberra Raiders again. So they've dominated field position. That was gearing up thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack and go. Fletch, you're leaving us, aren't you? I'm leaving, yes. Thanks, Fletch. I'm going to go uh, just build an orphanage or something, help out little old lady across the road. Great I work. would do that's what I sort of do up here. They <laughs> <laughs> love me up here. Get involved in the show. Text us on 0457-736-736 anytime. Don't go anywhere. Catch us up next hour. We've got the last hour. We're going to talk about tribalism. Yeah, welcome back to Crunch Time. Get us at any time on the SMS 0457 736 736. We are live from Suncorp Stadium, fifth level, Pixie's Pub. And just looking at the at Pixie himself, who's who's on the um, couple of the, the signage around the room here, and he looks a little bit like Don Kirk, doesn't he? That's when Matty... That's uh, Matty Johns' character. When he was on Channel 7. Yeah. Oh, that show that went for six weeks, yeah. So um, <laughs> it does look a little bit Don Kirk, taking the mickey out of... Don Burke. Yes. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Now we've got a new team, 17th team coming into the NRL next year. Very exciting times for not only the competition, but potential players that, that get left behind, fly under the radar, don't get picked up by NRL clubs, whatever that mm. may be, especially from a development point of view. And their CEO of the Dolphins, of no fixed address at the moment, we may, be, may talk to him about that, is Terry Reader, and he's joining us on Crunch Time. How are you, Terry? Very well, boys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, exciting weekend with Magic Round. I suppose that's another question next year in relation to the 17th team on Magic Round, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. But in relation to preparation, how's everything running along? Is it uh, smooth uh, thus far? I think, uh, like anything, and you guys will know better than, than anyone, you know, the Dolphins are a favourite subject for the public to talk about now because we've got to build 12 months to build a club and, and also build a roster. So... That provides a lot of uh, your narratives around who might be coming, who's coming, what's going on in, on every facet of the club. But we're actually really comfortable where we're at at the moment and uh, off the field's going really, really well. And, you know, we're sort of hitting our targets about where we needed to be on what we presented in the bid and how things need to come together before November 1 when players start arriving. Yeah, it's an exciting time, an exciting time. And now 
When you talk about location, we talk about the Dolphins. Now, moving forward, Terry, I know there was a decision made very early on in the piece that was just going to be the Dolphins. So the most obvious question is, is there still ongoing discussions internally about whether it's going to be Redcliffe or Moreton Bay Dolphins or Brisbane Dolphins, whatever that may be, or will it just stay the Dolphins? No, we, the, the club will be launching the NRL as the Dolphins. And what, what pe- a lot of people don't realise, the, the we're governed by our Redcliffe Dolphins team. is governed by QRL rules and regulations about affiliate teams and uh, nuclear models. And we can't, actually can't be called the Redcliffe Dolphins because we have a Redcliffe Dolphins side plan in the, in the Q Cup. But, you know, we're, you know, we're the second team in Brisbane now or the, you know, the one of two that we'll be, we'll be playing. And uh, we represent, um, we've been very, very busy making sure not just Brisbane because we're fought the Queensland's fourth team, but setting up academies, game development, and our programs all the way down from Rocky all the way down to Brisbane. And uh, you know we've put a lot of resources, a lot of time, and, and uh, setting all that up now because it's no good. Um, the top doesn't work. We haven't got the underneath working right, and that's been a real big focus of ours from day one as well. Hey Terry, um, Wayne seems very confident uh, of getting um, a pretty uh, great roster together. Is there, is there players out there now who are signed with other clubs that will be going to the Dolphins? I know you're not going to let me know who, the, who, they are, who they are, but is there players who have agreed but haven't signed on with the Dolphins? Uh, well, you can imagine, and I know you had Sully on last night, and I, I, I heard him, and he, he, don't, he didn't give you anything either, and you probably won't get much more off me because there's nothing... There's nothing um, you know, if you like, positive for us to play out negotiations in the in the public domain, um, talking about what one camp said and what the other did. But there is things happening every day uh, on signing players and in negotiation with managers and, and, and meeting players. So uh, we're very confident. And as you would have heard Wayne talk about from day one, we're patient. We're not just building a side for 23. We're building a side well, essentially forever, but setting a base up that's going to make sure we're successful and not worried about just one year. But, um, you know, we're very confident that we'll have a very competitive side and you'll start to see more signings over the coming days and weeks um, as things hot up. And what you've got to remember, Fletcher, you, you talk about, you now we all see what happens. I, I assume the player market will look very different by the end of June um, because as, as clubs look at where they're... Uh, based or where they're positioned for next year on, and how their salary cap looks or you've had great, um, if you like, development players jump out of the ground that need to be upgraded. So there's plenty of things to play out before we get to uh, November 1, that's for sure. Terry, Brent Tate, hope you're well, mate. Former Redcliffe Dolphin Junior too. Oh, I just thought I might add that in. Yeah, one of the Dolphins' greatest, there he is. They are. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Good man. Good, good, good man. Hey, mate, <laughs> I, I know we've heard a lot uh, in the media about a marquee signing. Is it something that you guys internally talk about and think that you need? Look, do you, do you need the big marquee signing that everyone else is talking about outside of what you guys are, are talking about internally? Well, well, it's like I think that subject's probably um, more so the, the media's favourite subject every day, and you know, talking about that, you would have seen, and, and you know, you have to look at who we've or who Wayne had a very, if you like, detailed plan about what we want to do and how we want to set up, and I think we've gone about doing that. Um, you would have seen the fact that we've got the Bromwich brothers coming for lease. We've made sure we've brought in people that are winners, have been there, have done that. They're going to set the standards, set the, the way the club wants to be, look, uh, the way it wants to run. And, and having players like that leading the way from day one it was the was the most important part. And as you would have seen, we've started to build from that with youth. Uh, and you would have heard Sully talk about last night. And another important thing we, we did and was, was part of our strategy was to look at the first 
uh, eight weeks of the season. Group remember, as no one's played football in the junior reps or even New South Wales Cup for two seasons, we have still got football away here in Queensland, but we've been making sure we've been looking at what's been going on because um, a lot of got those guys, there's some wonderful players there that haven't even been seen for two years. So, you know, we're, as we said, patience has always been the key words we've used and, um, you know, nothing's changed for us, but, um, you know, we're confident we'll have um, some star players in there as well by the time we get to run on that field in March next year. Hey, Terry, Scotty Prince, mate. Uh, pretty much close to an exclusive signing for the Dolphins anyway. But um, quick one, buddy. Uh, you talk about the, you know, conjuring up a team on the field. What's been the biggest challenge off the field in regards to, um, you know, setting up camp, you know, with, with behind-the-scenes type stuff and recruiting others that do the work behind the scenes? No, a good, good question, Princey. Um, and all of you gentlemen there know how big rugby league is in, in Brisbane. And I think that's the... You know, Brisbane's probably should have had a second team a long, long time ago. And I think the one thing the one thing that's going on, we only got 12 months to set it up, but we're wonderful with the foundations of the club. We've got 75 years of history um, behind them um, with the Redcliffe Dolphins. And, you know, that's a wonderful base to start from. But, you know, everything from launching a new brand to recruiting staff to looking at how things are going to work better at our office space. Because, you know, an average NRL club has 50 staff. Um, and that's what's got to be recruited. We've currently got 16 full-time staff as we speak now, and uh, there'll be another probably four or five that will start in the next couple of weeks that we go through. This is off the field, and then, and then when football happens on, when the football staff or NRL football staff uh, begins, uh, you know, that, that adds quite a, a big number on one day. But, you know, in terms of the appetite in Brisbane, and even commercially and off the field, like we've... Um, managed to secure some really big sponsors and our playing kit's now sold out. We're, we've sold all the spots on our playing kit and some of some really good deals for the club that we'll start to announce. You would have seen a couple over the recent weeks and more of those will be rolled out of the, the next... Well, actually, we'll do another big one this week and um, there'll be more to follow after that. So uh, I think that just shows the appetite and the interest and, and uh, you know, the Broncos are a big team and they've sort of locked out... A, you know, they've had a really staunch group of sponsors, so it's locked a lot of companies out about investing in NRL in Brisbane. And, um, you know, it's part of what the, another reason for bringing the second team in was, and I think we're seeing that play out. Now, uh, I know you're talking about merchandise. Before we let you go, uh, we saw a, a gentleman across the road, and I don't know whether he's trying to tell us a message here, Terry. He had a, he had a Dolphins jersey on. He had number six and Munster written mm. on the back of it. So I'm not sure whether he's trying to tell us a message. But have you had any discussions with the NRL um, about the 17th team and Magic Round next year, how that maybe works out. I, I know it's a long, long time ahead, but everyone's talking about it now. Have you had any discussions at all? I don't know how they're going to work out who doesn't play, but no, I think you, the NRL came out and said um, last week that the Dolphins will be part of Magic Round because it's, it's uh, you know, the, the, the Magic Round has played it out one of our home stadiums, so, you know, in, in the Brisbane side, and it's in Brisbane, so the Dolphins will be part of it. How are they going to work out who doesn't play? I'm not sure, but um, the, the beauty of it, and I saw you, I heard you guys touching on it before, the one thing we have enjoyed, and uh, I have seen that photo you're talking about, I've had about 18 people send it to me and asked me the same <laughs> questions, so it's, uh, but the, the, the colour and the Dolphins merch that's already out there, and you know, one thing we did in Classic, who is our, our apparel provider, we did that during the bid, and everything worked ready to go if we were successful in one, and I, I don't think people realise how, how how impressive it is and how good they are to actually get things. So we've got, a, you know, we've got the phone call mid-October and then we had the, obviously, a lot of things were designed and done, but that was produced and done and in store by the first week of December. That is remarkable. And um, we sold half a million wholesale into, into store before Christmas, which was, um, you know, blew 
blew everyone's expectations of that. That much was sold in that first you know, in that first month leading into Christmas. Well, I think just shows you the the interest and and the support there, and and you know that's before they even see a star player in in the kit. So you know, so you know, really strong foundations and, and already great support, and can't wait to actually bring it to life and build on it. Well, Fletch and Hindy wore them, of course, during your your segment. Very, very, very comfortable. Yep. Very comfortable. Okay. Terry Reddy got a yeah, big job at hand. You're doing a great job so far. I know you're very busy. I hope you're enjoying Magic Round. Uh, thanks for giving us your time on Crunch Time. No, thank you, guys, and uh, really appreciate you having me on and talking about the Dolphins, and uh, and there's been plenty of plenty of red and white in the crowd, and, and uh, can't wait to see it uh, even more next year. So I appreciate it, guys, and, and uh, let's enjoy today with the sun out, which I think is every, everyone will enjoy a lot better than the pouring rain we've had over the last couple of days. So thank you, guys. Beautiful, great work. Terry Reddy, CEO of the, of the Dolphins. And now, Fletch, yes. just looking at the screens inside Pixie's Pub here on the yep. fifth level of Suncorp Stadium, and usually got Kiss Cam. Yes, I'm really enjoying the Kiss Cam. But we just saw one come up on the screen, which is Oblivious Cam. Brilliant. Brilliant. I like, and there's and a it's little, got a timer up on the corner. To see you when I'm thinking maybe we should get one like Nose Pick Cam. Yep. Mm, stuff like that. Yep. Uh, Texas on the open line. 0457 What other cams should I have out here? Yep, not Cam Smith. Well, he, he loves it here. Yeah. Not Cam Munster. No, that wasn't not good luck. Sculling Cam? Oh, that's Sculling a good one. Oh, Sculling yeah. Cam. Yeah. What like about that. Beer Snake Cam? Yeah. So the guy who's starting it. Mm. Or, has, has there been any Mexican waves? Yeah, there was a big Mexican wave last night. Right. Not allowed to throw cups and food in no, the air, that but was remember the best, that? At the cricket, that was the best bit. Absolutely. And booing the members when the yeah. members wouldn't do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Enjoy that. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Oblivious Cam, basically, they've got the camera on you on the big screen in Suncorp Stadium. We've got Vision here as Pixie's Pub as well. Yep. They've got Ampole Pump-Up Cam at the moment. People trying to celebrate their teams. But Oblivious Cam was... How long did it take before you realised that you were on camera? Now, there was a guy and a girl, and the guy had his arm around the girl. Yep. It was 3 minutes 36 in the corner, which means he hadn't figured out he was oh, on the big wow. screen yet. As soon as he saw him on the big screen, what did he do for yeah, He put his hands over his face. <laughs> so I think he might be too, a bit of a two-timer. <laughs> as they say in the biz. Yeah, or he might have said, oh, you can't go to work because yeah. he's crook. Yeah, here he is. Oh, the here he is. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the uh, two-timing. Two-timing? It's, it's not a term we use in this day and age, Not enough. We? You speak no. back in our day, it was two-timing. You two-timer, yeah, Fletch. Or, and the other ones that we don't talk about much, the moment it's, a young, it's, a, it's our generation, passion. 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 No one really, like, I went out last night and I, was, I passed someone. Yeah, passed oh, Sharon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, or Darren. <laughs> doesn't... <laughs> I mean, you know, it doesn't. Yeah, it does. Six to go, yeah. play on. Uh, we'll get to the break. Uh, coming up next, we've got the Sharks and the Raiders kicking off at 1.55 minutes time. So we'll bring you updates and scores throughout the afternoon. You're listening to NRL Crunch Time. Sats, Fletch, Tatey and also Scotty Prince. Thanks to Ignite HQ. Winner Hilux and Camper on May 15. Support your local club, your footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. We all had money on Fletch to score the last, <laughs> the last try scorer. It was all code. Yeah, yeah. He's a tremendous player, Fletch, and a tremendous guy. 
Uh, Canberra Raiders leading 6-0, 9 minutes, 10 minutes into the first half with the clash against the Cronulla Sharks. And you're saying, guys, outside hot conditions, really humid. Yeah, well, over the last couple of days, as we all know, it's been uh, torrential rain, but the, it started to sort of break up and the sun's starting to appear now, as you can see there on the, on the TV if you're watching at home. But it, uh, it is bringing out the humidity. The, 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 the moisture coming from the ground is absolutely a stinker, Tatey. Yeah, which makes conditions really hard. We were saying this on the way in. Mm. You'd rather it pour rain the whole time than have conditions like this because yeah. the ball's slippery. Then you throw in a bit of sweat. It makes it a nightmare. So really tricky conditions for you know, all the teams this afternoon. Now, we're going to try and put together, if we get to it before the end of the show, the end of this hour, uh, before... Uh, NRL countdown comes on. That's Jason Matthews, Katie Brown, and Jared Wallace, who has a, had a great game last night for the Titans. Scored the try that that equaled up against uh, against the Dragons last night, 16 all. Um, I'm going to ask you about front row celebrating tries as well. But in in saying that, we're going to try and put together our our magic round team mm. so far. Okay, and I think again, I think we've we've missed an opportunity. I think we should have the best try celebration for magic round, yep. the best try, the the player of magic round, the yeah, the best fan just, um, costumes, uh, best signage, whatever it may be. I think we've got uh, some ideas we can throw around for next year. But we're going to try and pick our, our Magic Round player, uh, team of the Magic Round thus far. Thus far, Okay, yeah. so as I said, after crunch time, NRL countdown. Now, Jared Wallace scored a try, a really important try last night. Adrenaline's pumping and does a try celebration to the crowd. Mm. Now, my question to you is... Front row is celebrating tries. Like it, don't like it. I liked it. I love it. Look, that's, we want to see character in the game, See, don't I we? expect you to say that because you're a winger. Oh, come on. What, what does it matter? Don't be... Because I'm a winger, does that Norm make me less of a person? Norm Proven would be turning in his grave. Oh, mate. Let no. him celebrate. Yeah. Jared Wallace would be listening to us in the car on his way here to Suncorp Well, Stadium. I liked it. Well, I really liked it. I actually want to know what the pump was about. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want to know. What, what, what was the meaning behind it? Like... I, I get it. It was a try that they needed. Yep. Underneath the sticks, perfect. And let's be honest, the fronties don't get a lot of tries. Yeah. So when he got his chance to get on the on the so big centre stage, like like bang! It. He okay. just let one go. Wow. Okay. Remember, remember, Princey's riding the bull. Yeah. Remember yeah. That? And the yeah, old the shotgun, ball. the other old six shooter. Yeah, old six shooter. Yeah, I Threw remember the ball that. It was grabbed the six shooter. Yeah, there, didn't yeah, yeah, yeah it was the right. year of two thousand, and uh, we didn't win a lot of lot of things back then with the Cowboys. <laughs> so that's probably the only thing we won that year. But I remember signing with the Broncos and. The first ever time when I had to sign the contract was when I saw Wayne. I walked in, and he, all he said to me was like, oh, I see that you won that award on the footy show. I was like, yeah, how good is that? He goes, good, because you won't win it here. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy. Good stuff. Now, going into the break, I spoke about tribalism. What I meant by that is rivalries. Mm. And, of course, our game tonight on NRL Nation, our coverage from that starts at 6 p.m., is the West Tigers up against the Cowboys. And we go back to the 2005 grand final. There's some highlights today on Fox Sports of that, that grand final. Eventually won by you, Princey, your captain of that side, Clive Churchill, medalist. But the, the rivalry didn't really start before that game. There was no real rivalry between no. West Tigers and Cowboys. There was probably more of a rivalry between yourself and Jonathan Thurston. You being a North Queensland boy and Jonathan going up there in his, in his first year after losing the grand final, uh, winning the That's grand right. final the year before with the yeah. Cowboys. So that was probably the only rivalry. But a classic game, um, most notable by the flick pass by Benji. I want to ask you about that. Yeah. Paddy Richards doesn't get a lot of accolades because he still had a lot of work to do, didn't oh, he, from mate. that try? Yeah, not only the, the, the flick pass, as you mentioned, with Benji was freakish even to pull that off in a grand final, but the ability to catch it, the actual catch the pass, because it was a 
it wasn't your traditional flick pass where yeah. you get to see the ball all the way through to the hand. It was in front of him, and he had to see it at the last minute, and he put his right mid out, and he caught it. But not many people know, but the week before, Rod Jensen made a try-saving covered tackle yes. against Parramatta. He, 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 he caught this guy. He was about 30 out as well. Same scenario. And that's what it felt like for me watching. I was trying to... You know, catch my breath. I was on the far side of the field when this when this was happening in the grand final. And Paddy was like slow motion. Here comes Rod Jensen again. He's going to do it two weeks in a row and gets the big don't argue, don't argue. the big yeah. palm in the face and away Paddy went. But um, yeah, he was outstanding. He had about uh, a ten needles in his ankle um, prior to that game, and uh, to even take part in the actual game itself, yeah, you got to take your hat off to Paddy the, the way he, he played that game, but more importantly, the way he caught the footy and mm. scored. Now, that year in 2005, it was all about Parramatta and St. George Illawarra. Yep. They, they were the only two teams that were going to play in the grand final. Yep. You finished fourth after the regular season. Mm-hmm. I remember saying about six or eight weeks out from the finals, I thought, yeah, I thought the Tigers can win this. Yeah, they've got a lot of really good young players, some real good experience with Mark O'Neill and Benny Galear and, and John Scandalis and Brett Hodgson and co. And, uh, what's the most vivid memory? Oh, no, I'm going to ask you another question. Is there... Something in that game that stands out for you that not a lot of people know about. Is there a moment in the game? And while you think about it, I, and I'll, I'll ask you, Tati, in relation to your grand final, 2006, and while you think about that, I remember there was a run that Martin Lang made in the 61st minute. We were leading 12-6, and I remember looking around at all our young players, and I thought, we're gone. We're done here. Like, we've just given everything. We've thrown everything at the Roosters. I don't know whether our young players are going to be able to withstand it, and then all of a sudden, Martin Lang, he'd already been knocked out twice in that game. He ran onto a ball and they came out of the bleachers again. Morley, Rickardson, Kalis. They all came out of the bleachers to try and put a shot at him just to finish him off. And he ricocheted, they all ricocheted off him and landed on the ground. He ran about another 15 or 20 metres. And I thought, you know what? We're actually not going to lose this game now from that run. Yeah. Is there something from that 2005 grand final that, that stands out for you? Well, I mean, and it's, it's notable. Everyone talks about the flick pass. And th- this, this try of Paddy Richards, it just came before half time. Mm-hmm. So we were on the back burner. Everyone was out on their feet. And it bro- I think they just broke the spirits of the Cowboys leading into the halftime break. The fact that we had game breakers and we could score from anywhere. But the way it was done in terms of the flick pass and just the, uh, you know, the iconic uh, grand final moment, it, it was perfect for us. But even in the second half, we went in through our motion. So it's really important that we get back to what we know and things was just starting to happen for us. So Robbie comes out, you know, the 92 option, turning two big front rowers under. LaFranchi scores just after halftime. Yes. Um, a moment where I was involved, where I went across field, just doing my thing, drifting across field, two under, hit Shane Alford, Elford. he puts, puts Fitzhenry yeah. away. So things were just starting to happen for us. And when, when that happens, you just know, you're like, yep, you can just see the, the opposition just starting to slowly break down. They're looking at one another going, geez, this is not our night tonight. Mm. That's when you know you got them. What about you, Tate? Is there anything in 2006? Yeah, there is. Mine's probably not so much in the game. It was a week leading in the game, into okay. the game, and it was Wayne Bennett. I remember Wayne's confidence, and he was 100% adamant we were going to win the game. But there just was no question. We were going to win the game, and we were going to take Storm on through the middle. So I remember Wayne in a team meeting going, we're going to take them on at their biggest strength. We're going to take them on through the middle. And I just remember our big boys like Pet, Petro Sivanasiva, Brad Thorne, Shane Webke. You, you could almost see them be challenged by Wayne and yep. you could just you could smell it in them 
And right from that moment, I knew we were going to win the grand final. And we were huge underdogs as well going to that grand final. And we, and we did. We took them on through the middle. Guys like Webby, Petro just laid the platform. And obviously, a player like Darren Lockyer just icing it where he needed mm. to. Um, mate, what a night. What memories. Do you know, it's funny you should say that about that that. Broncos grand final against Melbourne that really started a real rivalry between Brisbane and Melbourne didn't it you know, oh yeah absolutely Craig had spent some time as a, an assistant coach and had gone down to Melbourne done a great job first grand final it really started a rivalry amongst the two teams it, it did and I think too Wayne a couple of times that's when the wrestle became real prevalent in the game and obviously Wayne had, had a couple of shots about Craig Bellamy and the wrestling tactics at Melbourne. So that really ignited it. And, and those games against Melbourne, like, it is a fierce rivalry, Melbourne and Brisbane. Um, I remember going down to Melbourne and, and being really nervous in those games because, one, you knew Melbourne are obviously a really good team, but you knew you had to win it because there was just that, that fierce competitive rivalry that we had between the two sides. Yeah, you talk about rivalry. And now, how good would it be now with the Dolphins coming into the competition next mm. season? And so no, you're not only adding to the, the three Queensland, existing yeah. three Queensland teams at the moment, and that's always, you always look forward to that. You, you put it in your little calendar. You're like, yep, I'm up against the Bronx or, you know, the Titans. Oh, sorry, I missed the Titans as well. Like, um, as far as, you know, like uh, the, the rivalries, you just look forward to them each and every time. I don't know what it is. You take it, especially if you played for those clubs as well, Tater. Like yeah. You played for a few clubs there. You just look forward to that challenge because like, you know you're up against some old mates. You're up against a team that you've spent some time with, some really good times as well. And you're like, geez, you're just licking the lips thinking, oh, I'd just love to get one <laughs> over the side at the moment. Your form going in was outstanding. Quarterfinal, Cowboys 50-6. to 34-6 against the Bronx, 20-12 to 12 against the Dragons. That was probably, the, the, oh. not in your own mind, but everyone else thought, well, this is an upset. And then yeah. you go on and win 30-16 to 16 against the Cows. I've got a little story. So I played in that game. They beat us, um, the Tigers. Yep. I was playing at the Broncos. We made like six or seven line breaks that day and couldn't finish it off. And these guys made three, and nice three of them. But I'll, <laughs> I'll never, ever forget, though, and this is what a great player Prince he was. I got tackled in the middle of the field. It was like a fifth and last play. We were sort of, I don't know if we were behind, but anyway, it was a bit of a rush play, and I got tackled in the middle of the field. I remember him eyeballing me, reefing the ball out of my hand, and he was screaming at his team, and I couldn't get up quick enough. They played the ball. He sent the ball to my centre spot where I was, and they went and scored. And, like, not many people would see that or know that, but I could just... And the fear in my eyes, because I, I could see the... Like, I, it was almost like, oh, no, he knows. And uh, he did. He went straight down to that spot where I was meant to be, and they scored. And mate, your cheeky little bugger. I remember the look in your that's eyes. I'm still terrified. That's what they call eyes up footy. Oh. <laughs> hey, Princey, yeah. sliding door moment. Before yeah. we go to the break, 2004, first year at the West Tigers, halfway through the season. Tim Sheens wants to have a chat to you about, mate, whether you want to go back to oh, Queensland, because yeah. whether you're homesick or not. Yeah. And if you wanted to, yeah. he's willing to release you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so like I, was, I must have been moping around the training, and I'm thinking to myself, what have I done here? Like I should have stayed at the Broncos, and... He, he called me in the office. He goes, mm. Prince, come, come and have a chat with me. Sit down. He goes, mate, I've noticed you've been walking around here. You, you know, you, the, your body language is suggesting that you don't want to be here. So, mate, if you don't want to be here, I'll let you go for the, for the remaining of your contract. And I remember looking at him going, no, no, no. Um, you know, I saw him here for three years and I tend to, uh, you know, see that out. He goes, well, pick your bottom lip up. I don't know what's happening. You better stay in and, you know, you're here to do a job, so go and do it. You know, and from that point, I had a real good look at myself in the mirror as I normally do, but um, no. <laughs> and, and I just thought, 
what, what am I doing? I'm here. I've got to make the most of it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was a was a was a conversation. Slow to a moment. Yeah, yeah. No four. But mate, isn't that what the great coaches do? They identify. Mate, they, they they see it. They he didn't have to say anything. Just challenge him a little bit, and all of a sudden, you know, look look how it ended up. Well, they yeah. see it. They assess it. They challenge, challenge it. it. Yep. Yeah. And, and you knew what you had to do. You probably knew you were moping around. Then oh, all of a yeah, sudden, yeah. You, you know, one little conversation, away you go. Now, 18 minutes to go in the first half. The Canberra Raiders, Josh Papali'i has just crashed over underneath the goalpost. Brad Schneider about to take the conversion. They'll go to 12-0 lead the Canberra Raiders against Oof. the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, in the first game on Magic Round, remember you can join the conversation throughout today's show at any stage, 0457 736 736. Or tweet us at 1170SEN. And if you missed the first two hours or enjoy the show, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. This is Crunch Time. Brought to you by Isuzu. The Isuzu D-Max is born to live. Join the show anytime, like I said, 0457 736 736. Yeah, straight through the front door. Wolford, what an injection he's had. That's the try from Josh Papalili. Josh Papalili put the Canberra Raiders out to a 10-0 lead. The kick was successful from Brad Schneider. They've kicked another penalty goal, the Canberra Raiders. 14 and a half minutes to go. In the first half, the Raiders leading 14 points to nil. Start, starts have never been a problem with the Raiders. No, certainly not. And they, they start games well, but it's, a, it's their last 20 minutes in the game. They need just to ice it. And that's the, that's the biggest challenge for, for Ricky's man here in the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, well, Crunch Time is brought to you by Ignite HQ when at Hilux and Camper on May 15. And support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Now, this team, the Raiders, oh, Katoa has just turned the ball over from a kick return. And, and Nick Trotrick just in. back in. And here's Kyori Harawira-Nora. Scores underneath the goalpost to expand the lead to 18 points to nil. In favour of the Canberra Raiders, bad mistake by Katoa. He hasn't started the game off real well at all. No, Tony. they haven't. The, the, the Cronulla look really shaky, don't they, at the moment? Uh, and the Raiders on fire. Look, they're a good team, the Raiders. And, and with magic round Ricky Stewart, we know what he's like. He'd have not fired up for this. So, uh, mate, great start from the Raiders. But as we said, it's not, their, it's not the starts that they need to be worrying about. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, talking about the Raiders, this year it's their 40-year anniversary. They entered the competition in 1982. The Illawarra Steelers were also... Invited into the competition in 1982. Then there was an expansion in 1988 when three new teams came in. But it didn't take them long before they played a grand final. 1987, the last grand final, the SCG, they were beaten on a Sunday afternoon. Stinking hot day. And Manly were the victors that day. Cliff Lyon put on a clinic. And he was the Clive Churchill medalist. And then two years later, they win 89. They win 90. Beaten in 91. Should have won the comp in 93, and they should have played the Brisbane Broncos. Wow. Ricky Stewart broke his ankle against Parramatta in the last couple of rounds. They got knocked out in straight sets, the Raiders. But growing up as a kid, for some reason, the Raiders were everyone's second favourite side. They were so entertaining to watch. 
Yeah, and they certainly they certainly were. Um, I, I remember watching as a kid as well, and I loved their lineup. They, they had a star-studded lineup. I remember big Ruben Wicky was in the centres. He, geez, he was a fine specimen of a bloke. And as a footy player, they recruited quite well. They come up to Queensland. I think they picked up Mel Meninga, Gary Belcher, Steve, one of the greats, Boxy Walters, Boxy Walters, yeah, Kevin Klein, Walters, Peter Jackson. The list went on. Even Craig Bellamy got. I think he come off the bench a few times as well. Yeah. Would, would it be fair to say the Raiders were the first team of like the out-and-out superstars of rugby league? Like, like Bradley Clyde's. They were rock stars. Rock stars. They're you rock know what I mean? Stars, like the yeah. first of the rock star rugby league players. Like yep. Everyone knew the Raiders. Everyone knew the Ricky Stewart's, the Laurie Daly's, you know, Mel Meningas. Yeah, and they had the keys to the Parliament House down there. Why would you? <laughs> they, uh, they won the comp in 94 as well. Many believed one of the, the greatest rugby league sides on paper. You talk about Ruben Wickey in the mm. centres and Brett Mullins took over from Gary Belcher. And Gary Belcher's in our stable. He's one of our colleagues at SEN. Has been with with us for a number of years. But you go through their players that have represented the club through those glory years. And, and Mal Meninga, who is now an immortal, uh, amazing. And uh, Donnie Ferner was their coach in 1987, that grand final. But Wayne Bennett was his assistant. Went down in 87, left at the end of 87 to go back and coach the Broncos in 1988. Wow. So there's always tasted success. He coached the South Magpies in the Brisbane yeah, Rugby League Comp yeah. in 1985. Yeah. That's where Mal and and Gary Belcher and co were playing at the time, Peter Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, so the Raiders, when it came to being the rock stars, you're right. It, when I first made grade in 92 and you came up against the Raiders, it was you turned up to play the Raiders, but you watched them get off the bus and you watched them walk into the dressing sheds and you're, you're, you're fan-loving them yeah. as a player. You're watching Clyde, who was only 19 at the time, Clive Churchill medalist at 19 years of age wow. in a premiership winning side. I mean, they, it's a perfect way to explain it, the and, rock stars. And in a team that had superstars all yeah. around. Yeah. Well, I made my first grade debut, 1998, and it was against the Canberra Raiders, against Laurie Daly. Uh, I remember, uh, who was there? Uh, Brett Hedrington, the big front yeah. rower. Yep. Ben Kennedy come off the bench. I sat bench. down, I was weighing like 72 kilos at best. This is when the jerseys were like you know, a massive hoodie on you. And I walked past and thought, holy, how am I supposed to tackle this big boy? It was Ben Kennedy coming off the bench. Yeah, the, the thing about the Raiders, and, and we were fortunate enough to be coached by him, you tour premiership with Timmy Sheens. He was mm. the reason why I went to the West Tigers in my last couple of years. I, I just wanted to say that I was coached by Tim Sheens, and he's such an innovator. I wish I had him at 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in saying that, coaching this, this great side of the Raiders, when they won comps in... In 89, 90, go to the grand final, 91, win in 94. Is the amount of players that turned into coaches yeah. after being coached by Tim Sheens. Just to name a few, Dean Lance was a coach yeah. and was an assistant coach, coach at the Adelaide Rams for a while as well. Uh, Gary Belcher was involved in rugby league from a coaching and, and conditioning. Um, Kevy Walters, current coach. Mao Meninga, coach, uh, coaches the Kangaroos, of course, Origin. Uh, Laurie Daly was a coach. Ricky Stewart's still a coach. Ivan Henjack. Ivan Henjack. Okay, there's, there's so many that have been involved by his by his coaching that have have gone to the next level after their careers. You you love Tim. You you yeah. talk about Tim Sheens when he, like his eyes light up. He loves him that much. As Craig a coach. Bellamy, he was a player, yeah. won a yeah. comp in '90 with Tim. Yeah, and just his influence, as you said, not only you know as a coach to a player and, and under him as a player. Um, is that your fifth, Jace? Woogie, you have any fifth plate? 
Buffet's going on fire here. And, and the buffet's exactly three metres away. <laughs> yeah. So he's officially the quickest over three I, I, metres. I clocked, it, I clocked it at 0.3 of a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. Second to Reese Walsh. Um, yeah, so like, and just his influence over the, the player, like you said, post their career. Yep. So even the touching on, you know, the West Tigers, his time there as a coach. But Brett Hodgson now coaches, I think, Hull FC in the, in the UK. Toddy um, Payton. Toddy Payton coaches the Cowboys. And, you know, guys are still tied up. Shani Elford is like uh, running the water for... Uh, oh, he's the head of Panthers. high performance. Head, yeah, head, exactly. Yeah. So wow. just his influence over over players, but also men in the game that yeah. stay in, in, involved in love, love of the game. And that's where Wayne's philosophy is about better men or better people make better footballers. And, yep. that, and, and honestly, I reckon at the Cowboys right now, we've got a, they've made a concerted effort of getting young, good men into the system, mm-hmm. and it's starting to pay off. What they're, yep. First and foremost, they're good kids, they're good people, yep. and they're great rugby league players, and, and it's paying dividends. Nine minutes to go in the first half. Listeners and the Canberra Raiders are leading 20 points to nil uh, against the Cronulla Sharks. Uh, going to the halftime break with a really good lead, it looks like at this stage. Ricky Stewart would be very happy again, former Canberra player under Tim Sheens. The one thing I always like to say about Tim Sheens is innovates. He wants to innovate the game. He's always thinking. Uh, he was the first to, when he was at the Penrith Panthers as a coach, they, they tell us that he wanted every player to wear shoulder pads so they didn't injure their shoulders. Uh, he wanted players to wear that black, the black that. boot polish under, under the, the eyes, eyes to yeah. stop the reflection of the light. That's it. And I remember one training session. It was a, an opposed session against um, in the preseason. It was at the Cowboys, and he got me to wear headphones with the headband, so it's, you know they, they stayed on. There's no headphones back then, no AirPods back in those days. But yeah. he set up in the grandstand, and he was pretty much calling the plays from the sideline direct into my ears to run a play. Mate, it lasted like 10 minutes because I, I, had, I, couldn't, I couldn't concentrate. You've got enough head noises anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so I've got Sheenzy telling me what to do. I, but again, like that's real, he's got a real NFL focus, hasn't he? Oh, he yeah. certainly has. You yeah. know, I remember when he was at the Raiders watching them on a Friday night game. And it might have been against the Broncos one night and they got a penalty. Friday night, Bruce Stadium, freezing colds, minus two. Always got a full attendance. And they'd look over the sideline and Sean McRae, who was their strength and conditioner, he'd hold up a big board with one, two, or three on it. And that was what move that they should do from that set of six. Yeah. So it's all about the NFL, wasn't it? He, he, remember the sweatbands? Oh, I know. He made us all, Princey, he made us all wear sweatbands. Yeah, and had to, had to write down the plays on, on, your, on, your sweatband. on your sweatband. Like oh, you had your strapping there and had all the attacking structure in terms of uh, set pieces on my arm. I played like Tom Brady at that time. I wish I had the pay packet, but certainly, yeah, it was like NFL. All, all goes back to the NFL learnings and, I guess, the way they, they teach their players. So going back to the Raiders, so you had the rock stars and then you had Tim Sheens' as coach who was a real innovate. Like, he's probably the first one to really bring in the set plays, was he? Is that a fair comment? Like, the, the, yeah, the real structured set yeah, pieces? Yeah, yeah Warren Ryan was probably one of the first what, from memory. He? And the listener, yep. 0457 Warren Ryan was probably the first one that started looking at the game differently. Differently, yeah. Probably more from a defensive perspective. Yep. But Tim was the first one, I believe, expanded the game. Long passes. Yeah, you know, long get to your speed, like go from one side of the field to the other, and then come back again. Yeah, yeah. Don't just feel feel content with just fitting into a, a yeah. routine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And that's the way the 2005. Well, they were. They were. Um, you look. Your attack that year. Look, 
wasn't defence, was it? It nah. was just all about attack. What do you mean? You, you had me in the team. Yeah, of course yeah, it wasn't true, defence. True. Well, you had that attitude. It was a little bit like when we were at the Panthers in 2003. If you want to score 20, well, we'll score we'll 30. 30 yeah. If you want to yeah, score 30, good. we'll score 40. It's, it's a dangerous way to play. <laughs> Talk about being a rock star. Tim Sheens, when he went and coached the Cowboys, which wasn't a great stint for him, he actually lived on Magnetic Island. Yep. Oh, his house was beautiful. So he'd, he'd catch the boat over, yep. moor it, and then get in a car and, and go to training. Oh, no, he had a driver. He did not. No, I'm joking. Oh, you were up there when... Were you yeah, up there? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. He was the first... Uh, he gave me my debut in, in terms of the NRL. Okay. And uh, he was my first coach. Uh, that's why I love him so much. He broke down the game in its simplest form. And uh, as a young half, I, I, learned, I learned everything off Tim. And, um, and I'm just so happy I, I was coached by him. He's... Some people uh, aren't sort of with him as far as like, because he loves football, yeah. he loves Woody that much. And if you've got an issue, his door's always open. So it could be something about life or you're struggling at home or whatever it may be. And all of a sudden, after five minutes of telling me your issue, we're talking about the, the Raiders of, of yesteryear. So he'd always go back to footy. footy yeah. yeah, so um, that's just what he loves. He loves and breathes it. And um, he's such a good man. And I think back then in those times too, they were calling... You had to call Tim the coach. You had to call him coach. coach. Right? I yeah, heard it was that. Too, yeah. yeah, and I thought it was just a thing. I thought, it was, geez, this is my first NRL gig here. And I'm, I'm sure everyone calls their coach coach. Again, it's the NFL, isn't it? Five and a half minutes remaining in the first half of the clash between the Cronulla Sharks and the Canberra Raiders. Canberra Raiders leading 20 nil. Remember there was a crackdown last year in Magic Round. Well, the first Sinbin player of the day. And it's uh, Sharns Nickel Klukstar has been sent off. Oh, Sinbind, I should say, uh, tackle on Ronaldo Mulatalo, holding him down too long, contact with the head as well. So they're going to be down to 12, the Canberra Raiders, for the final five minutes and five minutes into the second half. Just quickly before we go to the break, the 1994 Canberra Raider team, Brett Mullins on the wing, Ken Nagus oh, and Noah Nagus. Nandrupu oh, on the, on the, the wings. Fijian superstars. Mal Meninga, Ruben Wiki, that's not frightening enough in the centres. The halves are Laurie Daly and Ricky Stewart. They played against the Bulldogs this day, beat them comfortably. It was Malmeninga's last game before they went on the last kangaroo tour. Quentin Pongia front row with Paul Osborne. John Lomax was suspended the That's week right. before. Steve Walters hooker. The second row was Jason Croker, David Ferner, mm. Locke Brad Clyde, and on the bench, Brett Hetherington and David Wesley. What oh, a side. he could play. What dude. a side. Uh, this is Crunch Time on SEN. Make sure you get involved in the show. 0457 736 736. Steve from Dubbo says, G'day, Sats, Tatey, Princey, you legends. Everyone's talking about grand final wins. I, can't, I can see why poor Hindy went back to bed. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, for getting involved in the show. Don't go anywhere. Come out next. We'll talk more of the games that are coming up in Magic Round. Yeah, welcome back to Crunch Time. We're nearly at the back end of the show. We've, uh, we've got a 20-0 scoreline in favour of the Canberra Raiders with a minute 20 remaining. And we, we saw a try from Nick Chotrich, but it's actually been disallowed. Yeah, it has Tidy. been. Uh, Katara on the wings having an awful afternoon at the moment, but the, the Raiders are on fire here. They're obviously one man down and uh, still competing really hard. Well, most of them have been off kicks. They've been yeah, pressuring they him with kicks because I'm not too sure if you've been the sun court, but for those who know, that, that corner gets the sun. sun. Yeah. yeah. So if, if you're smart enough, you, you bomb on that corner every day of the week. The field doesn't look too bad, actually, after two days of, of being chopped up after pretty mm. bad rain. Uh, 50 seconds remaining, 20... Points to nil. Ronaldo Mulatalo going down the, the Western touchline. Great tackle by Corey Harrower and Nora coming across in cover. Now, Magic Round. I think in 2023, we've got an opportunity from the NRL to Thursday night launch it down yep. Caxton Street with all junior clubs and all the clubs on floats, whatever it may be, and 
celebrate what is a, a great festival of rugby league, I think we've got an opportunity to do um, try the Magic Round or try Celebration. We spoke about those earlier on as well. I think also the team of Magic Round. Yeah. And so really quickly, if you've got any, uh, if you've got any nominations on 0457 736 736 and uh, thanks to Ignite HQ, visit ignitehq.com.au uh, to win a Hilux and a camper on May 15. Uh, Magic Round team so far. So if we're, we're talking about the fullback that's impressed you over the first two days. I'm throwing up Jaden Campbell. Yep. All I'm going to go tough. Uh, Blakey Blake tough. Yeah, he yep. was good. From, from was the really Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. He yeah. was yeah. good. Yep. Clean, okay. Cleaned up a lot of the, the little grubber kicks early off Sean Johnson. Yep. He was outstanding. Now, wingers. Uh, Selwyn Cobbo wins one of those hands down. Hands down. Yep, I agree. Yep. Yep. And for me, a losing side, I'd go Matoya. I thought he was outstanding in the second 40 for the Warriors. Some real tough runs, wasn't Some they? really tough runs, and that's yeah. something that they needed. Um, but I just thought he, uh, he, he led the charge for the Warriors in the second mm. half. You know who I'm going? Who? Edric Lee. Oh, big Rick Lee. How good is Ricky good Lee. to see him back playing footy? Called that game on Friday night uh, with Mark Braybrook, and he was outstanding, big yeah. Rick Lee. Yeah, he yeah. was. It's good to see him back. Centres. I've got Stephen Crichton, Isaac Tago. How good's Tago going at the moment? He's, he's just fitted in to that Panther system. Is he? He's normally a back rower. Man, he's outstanding. Got speed. He's got, he's got everything. Yeah, he's out. Another two tries last night. Yep. You know who else I'm going in the centres, and I love this bloke, Herbie Farnworth from oh. the Bronx. Yeah, it's actually a really good comparison. The other day, someone can compared him the way that he runs and skips around Joey Manu. Yeah, he does. Yep. If there's one critic about uh, Farnworth, is the fact that he, he needs to look for Oatsy a little bit more. I know he loves he backs him, backs himself, but there's moments in the game... Steps back in. Steps back in. Like, he, he can't step everybody. Once you do your thing, have a look outside and put your winger away. I, I believe if he can develop that a little bit more, he'll be even better. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up at the Dolphins. I, I, I think it'd be... What a signing for the Dolphins. I think it'd be big money. Money he probably deserves. Um, and I think they'll get him out of the Broncos. In, in saying that... The Broncos have really turned a corner, and he's been there th through the tough times. And he's is a uh, Broncos junior. It, or, or are going to be hard to pull away like from here? He's a Manchester United junior, actually. Now he's yeah. signed with Manchester United. Really? What is a strapper? Team. Yeah, Herbie Farnworth. As a strapper? No, as a, as a player. As a player. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, do you know? I, I uh, he's a he's a big kid when you walk up alongside him. Is he? Well. He's a big, oh, yeah. big strapping yeah. kid. He is. Yeah. He's, yeah. Fit bugger. Hell too. of a player. Who's your best five eighth so far? Best halves. Over the weekend, I, I'm going to throw up Cody Walker, Jerome Luai. Ooh, I'm going to go Cody Walker as well. What, yep. he, what he and how he performed uh, last night, but I'm going to go Adam Reynolds. Yeah. I think, I think he was outstanding. Yep, mate. The kicking game and little little Alfie reminded me of little Alfie Langer <laughs> back in the day. Little grubbers, you don't see that in the game a lot oh, now. He, no, he's had the biggest influence over a team that I've seen of any player in a long, long time. Long time. <clears throat> no, you're right. Oh, this, this, Prince what are you West throwing Tigers? yourself at? Oh, no, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> stop. <laughs> no, no, stop. It's not me. It's not me. Yeah, don't, don't embarrass me. I just had some hand caught in my throat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, who's the front rowers? Now, Junior Totola, outstanding against the Warriors. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. He's got one of my front row positions. Yeah, me too. Anyone and else? Did you go? I went J-Well. Big Jared Wallace. Will, he'll be on the show next, but I went big, big J-Well from the Titans. Because of the dance. Just... He's good, mate, he was good. His he charges really were good. good. Yep. Scored a good try, celebrated. Good, good part about the back end of his career, and you've always got to develop, haven't you? But when you don't have the speed to get 200 metres every game, yeah. he's 
developed that last couple of years, that pass before the like the Isaiah Yo sort of pass, and yeah. it, it really frees up his halves. You, you know what I reckon players, when they understand that they're not what they were when they were younger, but they understand they've got a role within the team still, whether that's shorter minutes or, you know, now a bit more of a passing game, it extends their career, but the ones that think they can still do it, and I guess ego sort of gets yeah. in the way a little bit, that's mm. where they go out the back door, but... Someone like Jared Wallace for that Gold Coast Titans team is playing a really important role for them yeah. at the moment. And you have to admire that he spent a bit of time back in reserve grade too. It's humbling, isn't it? Yeah, and, but at the end of the day, he didn't drop, drop his bottom lip. Like he thought, well, I'm going to go back, show him what I'm capable of. Great to see him back out here, especially Magic Round, and perform quite brilliantly. Do you know what I thought? You've got to have a peacock in the side. Every team's got a peacock. What mm. I mean by that is they love the crowd. They love what's going on around them. Oh, Tatey was Heavy on social media. Oh, that's just... Yeah, they're, they're the peacocks. You've got to have them in your side. And the way that he celebrated with the crowd. And, um, and what I thought Jared Wallace brought to the side yesterday was he took some pressure off Tino thinking that he had to single-handedly take on an opposition forward yeah. pack. And I think with Jared Wallace coming in saying to Tino, hey, listen, you go and do what you do. I'll try and absorb well, a lot of that yeah. battle for you. Yep. Who's your hooker? Big Cook, Damien Cook, thought of return to form. Got back to a running yeah, game, he didn't did. he? Coruscant for me, so yeah. smart. smart. A great pickup for Deceptive, West Tigers. isn't he? I just love how he gets out and he does the little no-look, little cheeky passes, but he creates one-on-one, uh, you know, in tackles, which which in, in turn, you know, quick play to ball and the halves play off the back of that. So Coruscant for me was outstanding. Yep. Back rowers. Well, I've gone big kick out from the Panthers. One of the best performances alongside Reynolds for the entire weekend so far. Uh, who was your other one? Uh, Paddy Carrigan for me. Yeah. He was good. He was good. Even though he played lock slash front row. Yeah. Yep. Both Firma. Both Firma was Firma really good for, yep. the, for, for the Gold Coast, Coast Titans. Titans. He's yeah. very underrated, eh? He's a, he's a yeah. good player. I Born like in him. Dolby and went down and spent some time at Newcastle Knights. Australian schoolboy. Mal Meninga was one that, even, even though he was coming back from a a knee reconstruction. Mal Meninga was the one that said to his, his football recruitment staff, get this kid. Good He'll here, end yep. up being a really good player. So, yeah, he was really good. Mm-hmm. He was really good. Is, is there any other lock other than Isaiah Yo? No. No. Oh, mate, how good is he? He's changed the way locks play at the moment. He really has. And the way teams structure their attack. And you talk about influential players in Adam Reynolds in a positive way. If and I, I'll touch wood here for, for Penrith fans and so forth, and, and even for uh, for Isaiah. Like, if he gets injured, I'm gonna. Say, I reckon it is going to be a massive loss for Penrith. Game changer for if, oh, if he goes down. Absolutely, hundred percent. Like you talk about influential players in yeah. any team, and anyone talks about Nathan Cleary, massive fan of Nathan Cleary, and, the, and some of the star-studded uh, players in that outfit. But mate, if Yo goes down. Oh, mate, they're, they're gone. Well, a lot of their attack is off Ozayo, and Cleary actually gets the ball off him a lot oh. of the times. Well, you Absolutely. know, as a half, if you've got that extra space, yeah. you're putting pressure on those, what you call those edge defenders. Yeah, but he's not only hit, doing, like, doing the ball play. Everyone sees the flashy stuff, mate. He's still doing his 30-odd tackles yeah. a game. Yeah. He's, he's making over 150, 180 metres per yep. game, so he's not shying away from the fact that he is a, he is a, he is a tight forward. Yep. Uh, now to the text line, 0457-736-736. We're at Piskey's Pub, which is on the fifth level of Suncorp Stadium, live for crunch time here today, getting in store for the, the last two games. 20 nil is the scoreline between the Raiders and the Sharks at halftime. On the text line, make sure to put your na- name on the text, where you're texting from. Oh, yes, boys. Thank you. Not sure what that one's about. Maybe about the Raiders. Uh, Danger. Don't stop talking about your fanta- fantastic older days, boys. I love it. And hello to Woogie also. He's got his own fan base, Woogie. 
And also, Steve has said RCG, Regan Campbell Gillard, Paulo Brown, anytime try scorers, Ooh. RCG first try scorer. If at least one of them get up, I'll be a very happy man. Gamble responsibly, of course. Steve, thanks for joining us on Crunch Time. We'll be back very, very soon. We'll talk about the remaining games this afternoon and we'll also wrap the afternoon up. Yeah, that's right. It is crunch time and we're going to wrap the show up. Thanks to Ignite HQ with winner Hilux and Camper on May 15 and support your local footy club. Visit ignitehq.com.au. Great supporters of the show, Ignite HQ. Uh, we're going to, what we're going to be gearing up for now, thanks to Dometic, make your next adventure effortless with Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack and go. We're going to cover the last two games of the Magic Round. Of course, uh, we've got the game on at the moment, which is 20-0. We're looking at Ricky Stewart addressing his Canberra Raiders, leading 20-0 at halftime up against the Cronulla Sharks. His messages will be about lifting the intensity. Don't become the faders of old, which they're famous mm. for in 2021 and 2022 as they're about to head out for the second half. At 4 o'clock, we've got Parramatta versus the Roosters. And at 6.25 on NRL Nation with myself, Mark Braybrook, and also Brent Tate, the West Tigers up against the North Queensland Cowboys. Let's look at the Roosters and the Eels first, guys, uh, kicking off at 4 o'clock. Uh, great battle, third versus fourth. We saw first versus second last night. Sam Verrills is out, of course. He's hurt his collarbone, coming back from a knee reconstruction as well and other injuries. Sammy Verrills. Connor Watson uh, is returning from a throat injury to take his place. Siwa Takiaho has been promoted to the starting side uh, in place of suspended Lindsay Collins. Daniel Fafita, the new man on the bench for the Eels. Arthur, uh, Brad Arthur's named the same side. Got the job against the Panthers. You'd expect that. Um, juicy matchups. Let's look at some of the matchups. James Tedesco. First, Clint Gutherson. First, you, Tady. Completely different styles of play. Yeah, they absolutely are, but both the heartbeat of their teams, aren't they? Almost like the spiritual leaders yeah. of, of mm. their teams. Um, Gutho's form last week, he was, he was everywhere. And, and Teddy, too, obviously, uh, you know, his work rate and what he gets, the work that he gets done in a game is phenomenal. Like, it's, mm. it's incredible what he gets through. Um, interested to see the Roosters this week. Uh, you know, they've, their form's been a little bit up and down. And there's been a little bit of noise around the Roosters, which is would be foreign territory for them. Yeah, yeah. We've heard about a little bit of unrest with Luke Keary um, saying stuff about the coach, whether it's true or not, I'm not sure. But again, there's just a little bit of noise. And when you're not winning, those oh. things become a little bit louder. A bit they? louder, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to this little matchup. I love Gutho. Like, he wears his heart on his sleeve. and He's it's a competitor, isn't he? He is, and he's animated yeah. with it too. So when his team's not going well, he gives him a bit of a spray. And when he's scoring tries and throwing cutout passes and stuff like that, he... Mate, he's just a, an inspirational leader in that outfit. Now, I'm going to ask you this one in relation to matchups. Princey, you would have had mm. plenty of these in your day, both you and Benji. Um, the halves. Keary, Walker up against Brown and Moses. Now, I want to ask you this. There's some arguments around Luke Keary and Sam Walker, same style. Yeah. Are they stifling each other? What, what are you seeing from a, a distance? Well, the thing about it is when, when both halves play on the either side, so when the when the left side has to stay on the left side and the right half has to stay on the right side, that, I've spells, never understood it. that spells danger. Yep. Like, as a halfback, and the teams that I have played in, not only as player and also involved in as a coach, I love my old-school halfback Remember where he you, follows the ball. Imagine if you and Benji were split nah. in the middle of the field and you weren't passing to each other. Yeah. yeah. No good. No, no, I'm not a fan of it. And, uh, and, 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 and when it comes in, basically what it does is, like, okay, it's your turn to get the footy. Yep. No, 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 it's my turn to get the footy. How about working together... Because as together, you're going to be more dangerous. There's a little bit of noise around Luke Keary and trying to change the way. Like, for him, he's always... When he played with Cooper Cronk, he was very much, there's this word, an eyes-up player, like yep. play off the cuff. Now, all of a sudden, 
they're expecting him to run the team. Is it a good thing or is it, is it the wrong thing to do for Luke Keary? I know he's coming back from knee injury as well at the moment, which is always going to take him, you know, sort of eight to ten games before he finds his feet again. But, yep. you know, just talking to a lot of ex-players at the moment saying, well, you know, Luke Keary's not an organiser. They just need to let him play. What do, you, what do you think? Well, if that's the case, like going on that, if he's just strictly there to, to play off the cuff and, and an, is an instinct player where he's more of a runner, then let, um, let uh, Walker. Walker do his thing. Like, you're going to name him there. Hence the let... reason why he's wearing seven, Luke Keery. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, that then confuses you. Like, yeah. the, the message is quite clear. It's like what you give the front rower. Like, what's my job? Run hard and yep. tackle anything in front of you. Yep. The same as a, as a halfback. Own the team, call the shots, and the 5 will want the ball. When he wants the ball, you give him the ball. 6.25 kickoff, Tigers versus the Cowboys. 2005 rivalry, of course. We spoke about that earlier on. Toddy Payton uh, remains unchanged with his uh, side. Third consecutive week. And the West Tigers' junior Tupo will make his NRL debut on the wing alongside another rookie. Had a fair bit to do with him in the Queensland Cup, the Host Plus Cup. Junior Pounga. Late mm. changes. Luciano Leilua has been, uh, re- re- he's been named to make a return as well. So the Cowboys, Katani, you know a lot about the Cowboys, must be stoked with the way they're going. Going amazing. Yeah. And, and the big reason is is they've been able to name the 1-17 to 17 for the last yeah. three weeks. They ha- haven't had too many injuries, so consistency for them has been key. But yeah, big shout out to Toddy Payton. He's done an incredible job. They lost 10 in a row at the back end of last year. It would have been really easy for him to change what he had as a vision for the Cowboys. Yeah. But he's stuck strong. Um, and he's got these young kids, these young tearaway back rowers who I just love watching. Now, Signet Power Bank, for our best text of the afternoon, goes to Rooster Muzz, afternoon Sats and Co. Talking about people quick over three metres. This was Corey Parker's comment about Reese Walsh. If there's three metres between Woogie and the bucket of KFC... Old back Woogie every day of the week to beat Usain Bolt. So, Rooster Buzz, <laughs> oh, you're the winner in relation to our text of the day. Well, thanks for gearing up with the thanks to Dometic. Make your next adventure effortless with the Dometic Go Collection. Just pack, stack, and go. That's it for the afternoon for Crunch Time. Thanks to uh, Brian Fletcher for joining us, Terry Reader, Kobe Hetherington, the text. Thank you for your involvement. Thanks to the guests here at Pixie's Pub. On the fifth level of Suncorp Stadium, in, in, in loving the last day of Magic Round. And stay with us because NRL countdown from three till six with Jason Matthews, Jared Wallace, and Michelle Bishop. Tady, Princey, thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. Enjoy Thank the you. footy. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato, and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.